Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey, Jay. Hey. What's going on? Hold on a second. I'm going to... um. Go ahead and start the YouTube side over, okay? All right. Okay, welcome you guys. Hey Jay, we got Jay on and Bria will be coming in uh to be the second co-host because Keish is out of town and Trish unfortunately is under the weather. So hopefully she'll be feeling good soon. There she go. Hey Bree. Hey guys, happy Friday. Please hey. hit the button. yep so okay so we got Bree and we got Jay Money tonight along with myself and oh my god we got some stuff to talk about yeah we do hi Jay Money hey Bree oh lord (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that when I was like hmm if I bring those two up, boy, 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 Jay, you're going to be trying to shoot your shot. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you know what, what type of show you signed up for having us on the show. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Let's go ahead and get into this. It's a couple of minutes after the hour. And so everybody is strolling in. Welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where it's going to be Jay Money, Bree, and myself. T will be recapping both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful for the week of October 16th through October 20th. We do the young and the restless in the first half of the show, and then we take a little bit of a housekeeping break, making sure folks hit the like button. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe. And then we do the in the second half of the show, the bold and the beautiful. And then we have two little snippets at the end. Who's taking a seat? Somebody got on your nerves, need to go sit down somewhere. And flipping the script, if there was a different uh, scene, if you wanted to make a different scene or a different storyline for some from something that you saw this week, that's where we flip the script. Hey, y'all, I see all of y'all in the chat. And like Cheryl says, don't forget to hit that like button. Thank you, Cheryl. And also thank you to Bree and Jay. Um, as I was saying a few minutes ago, Keisha is out of town and Trish is under the weather. So hopefully she feels better soon. Um, I talked to her earlier. She was getting, she's you know tired. She's getting some rest. So um, hopefully by next week, she'll be a lot better and she'll be back with us on the live all right you guys ready to get started yes yeah okay 
All right, so we're going to go ahead. I'm going to do the summary, and then we'll break down the storylines um, one by one. And I know we got a lot to say. I know I got a lot to say about bold, but, um, yeah. Okay, so for – hold on one second. For the Young and the Restless for this week, we had Sally telling Adam she can't let go of him, and Victor tricks Nick into thinking he's losing it. Phyllis threatens to expose Tucker's link to Mamie and Audra asks Kyle to join her to join her alliance with Tucker to go get Jabot. After eavesdropping on Jack, Kyle reconsiders Audra's offer and Mamie suggests Jill's days are numbered. And then we had Nikki worrying about Victor's cruelty and threatens Adam while Vic, oh wait a minute, Nikki worried about Victor's cruelty and she also threatens Adam while Victor tears into Nick and Victoria when they worry about his health. Tucker rages when Ashley refuses to reunite with him and Mamie Tucker's alliance is revealed and Nikki's against Victor's cruelty. All right, so which storyline do y'all want to start with first? We can start with a smaller one and then break down the bigger one for later. Any, which, where you want to start, uh, either Bree or Jay? Uh, I'll let Jay go. Um, I'd say start with like the smaller storylines and lead up to the bigger ones. Okay, so you have a smaller one in mind that you're thinking of right now? Well, at least for this week, I think the smaller one is probably the Kyle and Audra, um, you know, potential alliance stuff. Okay, well, go ahead. What did you? What was your thoughts on that? Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty surprised um, with Kyle. Um, I know he's mad about Billy, and he wants Billy's job, but I, I can't believe he would seriously consider you know, making an alliance with Tucker and Audra to take his father's company. Um, I'm, I was thinking he would just go right to them and tell them what the plan was. So I was actually really surprised that he's even like considering it seriously. Um, what did you guys feel about that? Well, first of all, Keisha is in the chat saying, hi. Hey, Keisha. Hey, Keisha. Is she in Orlando? Uh, oh, that's right. Because she was yeah. Down to Florida. Hey, Keisha, uh, are you in Florida? She'll probably drop it in the chat. My thought on what you just said, I totally agree. I don't, Kyle, Kyle is being a brat. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's being kicked out of the company. They don't want him there. They're trying their best to find him a position in the C-suite. Up until Jack had the conversation with Tracy talking about he needs to start from the bottom. I don't know where that came from, though. Because for the last few weeks, they were like, well, we could find you uh, uh, an executive level position. And he said, no, I wanted this co-CEO or nothing at all, right? Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, Jack wants him to start from the bottom. So I thought that was that was weird. But I still think Kyle is being a brat. He's being Jack. Because Jack and Ashley and even Billy have acted the same way when it came to Jabot. Mm -hmm. And he's he's really doing nothing any different. And, it's, and to be honest, I would feel a way if I 
had a co-CEO position and then to just be demoted each place I go to, that would kind of eat at me too. However, the, the method that this man is taking, this girl came to you. She followed you. And then all of a sudden she, she says some sweet nothings and then you're back in her bed in that same hotel room again. And then she gets you right back there in the bed again and tells you, I'm teaming up with Tucker. I am out for myself, but why don't you come and join us? And I can give you a position next to me as we take over Jabot. And his first instinct is to be like, huh, this might not be such a bad idea. Well, at first, Bree, he was kind of taken back because remember he said, so this is what this was all about? He, he was in that bed, so he was taking all of that in. Uh, he, he knows the right reaction is to respond. But much like what Aud just said, you could have left at any point. You could have left as soon as I said I was teaming up with Tucker. He stayed. That is true. He stayed there. So he 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 took that in, and that and that's disappointing. Um, that he's stooping this low. And and what's funny is he won't go back to Summer. He thinks Summer is so bad simply because. Uh, that she's Phyllis's daughter and that she had trapped him into marriage that he had no problem going into and sleeping with her. But okay. But he's, he's seeing Audra for who she is, seeing exactly for who she is. She has dropped him, picked him up, dropped him and told him the entire sheen. And she feels so confident because he's that simple minded. I'm, I'm like, are you and Liam brothers? Wait a minute, are you talking about Summer or Audra? Audra. Audra, okay. okay. My apologies. But it, it's, it makes no sense. But at the same time, he is Jack's son. This is exactly out of Jack's playbook right here. <laughs> There's plenty of women <laughs> that Jack has done this for. Yeah. Uh, two, thing, two things. Two um, things. When you said, um, Bree, when you said that he, you know, taking the demotion from CEO or co-CEO, but see, that's not exactly how it went down because when he had originally gave up the co-CEO position, he had got a promotion when he worked with Summer at um, the, the um, I forget, the Marchetti, right? Marchetti. So, Marchetti. yeah, so he right. left the co-CEO and had a higher position working right next with Summer. And then he comes back after that, you know, all went to hell because of the whole breakup and all that stuff. He wants to come back and just automatically take the co-CEO position back. Um, that's very entitled, privileged, brat behavior. Um, you know, for what it's worth, Billy is John Abbott's son, too. So for him to think that Jack should just push him aside and give him his co-CEO um, position back... I I just don't understand how he can be so arrogant. Like um, Billy has a, a position in the family as well. He has just as much of a right to be in that company as Kyle does. So that's just very arrogant of Kyle to think that everything Billy has should just be given to him. And um, the second thing, um, T, you brought up, you don't know why Jack all of a sudden wants him to work from the bottom. Up. Right. Do you think the situation with Adam 
probably motivated Jack to have that kind of mindset because he sees what Adam's doing. Hey, and, listen, and I thought about that too. I'm like, dang, that sounds something like what you know Adam is doing and what they're you know they're trying to do over at Newman. You know, it was just out of the blue though, because at first they were working so hard, especially Diane was mm -hmm. working so hard at either trying to get him in the CEO spot or get him a C-suite position. And then the conversations shifted where Jack was like, eh, I think he should start from the bottom. And then, of course, Kyle overheard that and he texted Audra. My thing would, and I think somebody said it in the comment section, what would be really good if um, Kyle actually you know, turned the tables on them. Because Kyle now knows that Tucker is coming after Jabot. He's mm -hmm. the only one outside of those two people that knows what's up. Even with Chancellor Winner's situation, which we'll talk about that because Tucker has a hand in that too. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that Kyle could blow this thing sky high. He don't realize the power he has right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. if he... He could blow Tucker and Audra out of the water. And even Audra said, you know, you because he was like, well, how do you know I won't go and run and tell my dad? And she was like, you probably can, but you're still here. And I think that's what's the comment you guys were making. My thing is Kyle got the big information. He could blow up that relationship with Devon and Tucker. Hey, listen. You know, I was approached by Audra and your pops. They want to recruit me to take down Jabot. Devon would be done with him. You know, mm -hmm. but Kyle is just so caught up into wanting to be the co-CEO so bad, he's not even thinking with the right head. If that was with Adam or if that was even Victor, they would took that information and use that against them. Mm -hmm. like, like Phyllis is doing with the information of Mamie and, and Tucker. Even more so than that, he actually could have took that to his dad, especially since they know Tucker had like bugged um, the how bugged the plant. Yeah, the bonsai too. Yeah, and they're mm -hmm. and they're already trying to use that uh, to to go against Tucker. He could easily tell his dad, and they can easily strategize, and maybe that could be a way for him to prove himself and get that position. He could exactly. he, he could have done things that way. But like just to I, I I think you guys said that you feel that maybe that whole Adam situation kind of inspired Jack. I think he's always felt this way regarding Kyle. He knows that his son is young. I think he was just waiting for Billy to step up and really get on the same page as Jack. I think he feels that it's Billy's time because I, I would assume Billy has at least 15 to 20 years on Kyle. And mm -hmm. more experience, especially working for Jabot. And I can understand him as a father wanting to really shape him versus handing him something and then uh, learning the, mis the mistakes the hard way versus grooming him. I, mm -hmm. I think he, I think he's just really trying to level the playing field and make it make you know the, the right steps accordingly. I think he just feels it's Billy's time, and I actually feel the same but I don't know Billy's Billy's personality keeps changing week to week it's hard to keep up with him yeah I yeah. had been I had been wondering is there any chance that um with the whole Kyle you know 
not telling Jack, will there will we get a situation where we find out later on that behind the scenes, Kyle and Jack have been talking to each other and he has told him and they're and like they'll get the drop on Tucker and Andre. Cause I've I've been saying to myself that could happen. I feel like that could be something that they do, that they just keep they're they're gonna keep playing along. And I think that like is there a chance they'll reveal like you know, Kyle told me like we've known what you've been up to for a while. We've known about the bonsai tree and the hearing the uh, listening device and all of that stuff. I'm wondering like if we're gonna find out behind because you know they love doing those black and white flashbacks now. If we'll find out later on that they actually were, you know, talking to each other about what each other knew and that they were working all along to bring Tucker and Andre Dell. That would be an interesting thing to do if they go that route, but. It looks like Kyle is pretty pissed right now. You know what I'm saying? From the way that it's scripted. I mean, when he slid out that door and decided to reconsider Audra's offer, because a spoiler for the week of the 23rd is that Jack is going to be struggling with Kyle. So they're going to have a lot of tension. And it's probably because Kyle's going to probably be cold, standoffish, don't want to be bothered, disappearing acts because he's hiding and conversing with Audra, which I don't understand. Kyle don't realize the long-term effects. Okay, so what? You get a job working in the top seat at your boat, but your family is going to hate you for this. Yeah, Jack is going to be hurt. Jack, especially this. with Tucker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing he went over there to work at Newman Media. Even Victor told him, look, go work with your family. That's where you belong. And of course, you know, Nikki fired him and well had Audra fired him and told him to go over to Jabot, but he's digging in his his heels because he wants what he wants, like a big old crybaby. You know, and so I, he's just not thinking with the right mindset. Okay, you're going to be lonely at the top because one thing about Tucker and Audra, they're only out for themselves. And when they get sick and tired of him, he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. And how nasty was it that this girl was just just sleeping with Tucker? Could it just mm-hmm. been like, what, a couple of days? Mm-hmm. And all Tucker had to tell you to do is just go back to Kyle and get some information. And you're like, okay. And yeah. you lay up with this man. You, you just back to back to back to back. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not tennis. This is not the U.S. Open. No. <laughs> and I wonder if Kyle's going to find that out. That he's yeah, been I'm tag not- team champions with, with Tucker McCall. I don't know. It's just so crazy to me because this girl gave him the cold shoulder about two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and told him pretty much to get lost and go back to your wife. And then all of a sudden she cozy up with you at the wedding and you feeling some kind of way at summer for, you know, making googly eyes at chance. And then you go run and jump in the bed with her. And then she throw out the Tucker wants to, you know, work with you. Where in your mind don't you realize that this was a setup? You cannot be that gone. I don't know. Yeah, because he saw the both of them coming down the stairs at the uh, General General City Athletic Club that time, right? So exactly, he couldn't have been that uh, that much of a dunce to not put two and two together. 
And then, um, you know, for her to, after, because she, she had made the comment that I'm not the love of your life. You're not mine. Do you remember she made that comment when right. she was with him? Exactly. So for her to go, you know, for her to say that to you, and, you know, you, you remember seeing her come down the stairs with Tucker, you can't put two and two together that they're setting you up. Like, you know, you're supposed to be an educated guy here. Like, you can't, you know, you can't be that dumbfounded. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to me. But you know what? I hope if he stay on this trajectory and he don't say, you know what? I need to tell my family what's going on. I don't, hey, I don't feel sorry for Kyle because this is going to blow up in his face big time, especially if just say Tucker do get the company and he's standing up there with him and Audra, you know, I mean, the Abbots are going to be looking like this is betrayal. It's, it's, well, I can't really say much except for the fact that, well, he's Diane's son. Are we really surprised that he would have this in him? I mean, it's, he is going to be like one of these characters like Billy. And that's, that's why I think they're marrying the two of them to get going against each other. He's the type of person who has to fall in order to really learn his lessons. So mm-hmm. maybe this is him going through like a downward spiral and and he has to pick himself back up. But um, I would say Audra is winning. This is what I keep saying. She keeps leveraging. She keeps putting you know, herself in certain situations to try to leverage and try to make sure she secures a spot somehow. And I got to give it to her and Tucker. They, like, are the highlights of this series so far, as, as far as this new season that just started. But um, what did you guys think about when he asked her about if she had feelings for Kyle? What do you mean? Tucker asked her that? Mm-hmm. This is after, well, I guess, um, I'm jumping a little ahead, but... This is when Phyllis came to meet Tucker at the hotel room, and then that's when oh, and that's where Phyllis and Audra had that face off. Yeah, that yeah, so, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and switch off to that storyline now, because I know we've been on the whole thing with Kyle for a little bit. We got mm-hmm. a lot to unpack. Yeah, we will. Um, with that, let's move on to that whole thing with Phyllis and Tucker. Do you think it was smart? for Phyllis to go in there and show her hand to Tucker. You can go, Bree. Uh, I mean, what does she really have to lose? I mean, everyone's already doubt her. Um, she she's she already knows she has to try to fight for, you know, everyone's approval. She's trying to, you know, she's on her sympathy tour, not sympathy tour, apology tour. Yeah, the apology tour. And she's she's, I guess this is her way of trying to protect herself. This is a common thing that Phyllis does. And it, it's it's like blackmail meets blackmail. She, she's very good at that. So I, I think it, it was bold, same way it was bold for Tucker to go ahead and buy their dinner and then make up that, that BS story to, to Daniel just to talk to her. She's like, she's just matching that energy. And that, that really disappoints me because I would actually kind of like to see Phyllis and Tucker get together, maybe down the line. I, they'd have the same mindset, the same 
scheming, just down to the gutter mindset. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem with that is everybody don't, most people don't like Tucker. It'll be probably like her and Tucker being like Sheila and Deacon. They, if she want redemption or an apology, they won't like having her with, with Tucker McCall. I think the fans would like that, but the people of Genoa City would uh, would hate exactly. it. Yeah. No, I well, I think they're going with Phyllis, and she keep making googly eyes at Danny. So yeah, I, I yeah, but now you've got Christine sitting there crying and telling him how things are horrible with Paul. So you know, yeah, I believe she may she may lose out yeah, to Christine again. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. I was I was just gonna say, you know, because you know they kind of headed towards that. That's been rumored for a while. The whole triangle will be back, and she just may lose out again to Christine. Because I think Danny usually would probably go with Christine over Phyllis. Yeah. Now going back to that storyline with with um, Tucker and Phyllis, the thing is, Tucker is not going to let her live that down. I mean, she might get a break right now because that's her thing. She didn't want anything but to be left alone. You leave me alone, I leave you alone. That type of thing. Mm -hmm. But he said for now. That's still, he knows that that's still out there and she could be a loose cannon at any time somewhere down the road. I have a feeling that it's possible he's not going to let that go as easily as she thinks he will. We had to remember Phyllis is still Phyllis. She she has enemies throughout all of Genoa City. <laughs> she's she even with Victor. She she's this is just how she's gone about her life. And she just matches that particular energy. She knows what she knows how Tucker operates. And she knows that he likes to throw blackmail on people's faces. And that's just how she, that's just what she did. Um, same way with like Diane, she, she would always do like the petty bitterness because that's exactly what she was giving with Di that she got from Diane. This is just her, her in protection mode. I, I think there might give us like a little bit of a breather because it kind of felt like they've been chem testing these two for mm -hmm. a while now. And mm -hmm. I and I like them together. I really do. And I mean, plus nobody likes either one of them in Genoa City anyway. So if they got together, I mean, I don't think anybody would care except for Daniel, Devon, and Summer. And that's it. Well, the only other thing is, is that November sweeps. That there's a photo that's been floating around, and I know I did a video on it. And it's one of two people that's in a hospital bed that Summer is with, consoling. One of them is could be Chance. The other person that's in danger possibly could be Phyllis. So if we just say go down the direction, because she is way too happy about the direction that her life is going, and. Nothing could happen right now. I am so happy. And usually in soap world, when you hear that, it's usually something's coming. So I don't know where that November sweep spoiler is pointing to, but Summer is definitely in a hospital room consoling someone in a bed, which we got that clip. And so if that is Phyllis, then it wouldn't you know, be surprising if 
Tucker had his hands in that, putting her in that hospital bed. But it would put her back in a redemption tour because, you know, Jack will also be there. I I honestly feel that Summer, her kids, everybody will be there for Phyllis. So I think it would just put more of a target on Tucker. So in a way, he if, if that were the case, then uh, I guess that benefits Phyllis, unfortunately. But I, I, it could be chance at the same time because like what you guys mentioned last week, it, it could be like he, you know, she was happy that he had a safer job and he said he misses being out on the force. He could have like a storyline where it puts him back on the force and you know how they do, Paul. You know, it's, it's the same thing just with chance and, you know. I guess the issue with that is that we haven't seen really anything from that except for him being at the wedding. And I don't think with the spoilers coming out, there's nothing surrounding him next week either. And that's not to say something could happen because November sweeps start on the 26th through November 22nd. So, I mean, it could be something that happens in that time period with the chance situation, but he's been so hit or miss. It's kind of like, okay, they would have to drop him out of the sky for something to happen to him. I mean, it's possible. That's true. But I guess we'll have to see. It could also um, be Kyle or it could also be Nick. It could be a lot of different people for Summer. Yeah, it could be. We'll have to just find out. What do y'all think about the situation with Mamie and Tucker? I, I loved her interaction with Tucker today. Um, I, I, got, I liked, liked the little fierceness and the snipiness she had with him going back and forth, letting him know that She's not one to be messed with. And um, and you can tell Tucker, like, at the same time, like, Tucker's not scared of her. It was, like, more of a respect thing. Like, he had a respect for her. So I, I thought it was interesting. I, I thought the um, the interaction that they had was very interesting. What about you, Bree? I love the way she handled her set. She said, this is non-negotiable. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, baby. And I remember from like watching her, uh, like watching her, like growing up as a little girl, like she's always had that sort of like that confidence, that sort of attitude, like, hey, like, you're not going to run one over on me. And you got to keep in mind, she's dealt with Jill. There's nothing Tucker could say that would like scare Mamie. And plus, she she keeps reiterating the fact that she has her three kids. She has a billionaire, and then she has Lily, and then she has her nephew. He, Tucker's not stupid to go to try to do something to Mamie. He knows he will lose Devon in an instant if that were to happen, because three people would be affected if something were to happen to her. So Tucker knows he has no choice but to minus P's and Q's and maybe will forever have that power. And, you know, he's on the path to lose Devon anyway just by doing this with Mamie because how many times has Devon asked this man, tell me the truth. Do you have anything to do with Mamie? And he keeps telling him no. And, I mean, Devon flat out told him if he finds out he's lying to him, he's done. So... I don't know. I, I, I was like, I was thinking, I was kind of saying to myself, Tucker, just tell him the truth now. Cause like, 
Um, when this does come out, and you know it will come out that he's been working with Mamie, Devon's gonna be completely done with him because this guy's lying to him right in his face. Yeah, it's a lot of bombs waiting that's gonna blow up around Tucker, you know, when it comes to Devon seeing how his dad is. Because mm-hmm. not only the situation with Mamie over chances chance of winning, but the fact that he's trying to take down Jabot too. Mm-hmm. So them about that. Are you coming after the Abbots? Oh no, I was just there for good faith and well yeah, wishes. Yeah, sincere gift and all of yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's lying to him in multiple ways. Like he's lying to him about multiple things. So, you know, Devon's not gonna have that. Like he's literally lying to him about everything he's asking him about. Exactly. I mean it's going to be interesting. I know they're trying to gear up all these storylines. I can't wait till the November sweeps come out so I can dig down and dissect them and put it out there. But, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting when Lily and Devon find out about Mamie. Now, how they going to feel about her? It's one thing they're going to feel some kind of way about Tucker, but how they going to feel about her teaming up with Tucker? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother issue because she's keeping that from them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this is going to be ugly. <laughs> and I would still like to know what are the actual particulars of the deals? Like, we got a little bit of the information of them working together. But at the end of the day, how is it supposed to work? Is he supposed to eventually, like, run um, Chancellor Winters? Or is it like, because I know he said, because um, he doesn't. Okay feel like Jill should be running his mom's company. So right. does it feel like he should be? Like, so that's why I'm... Is he gonna, like, go betray... I'm, I'm sorry. Is he gonna betray, like, Mammy and be like, the intention was always for me to run this. This is Chancellor. This is my blood. This is my birthright. So, because I'm like, Mammy, don't get too comfortable with him either, because he may be, you know, he may have some plans to trick her once they get Jill out of the way. I don't think so. Because he's so zeroed in on trying to get Jabot. I think he probably just wants to secure that for his son. And plus, he already has an axe to grind over Jill because they they were married before and, and how that ended. But um, he he's more focused on Jabot. I feel like he's going to try to get a hold of Jill's stake in that company. So I think he'd use, I think he was using Mamie just to get a crack in so he can probably see what's what as far as like getting the stock or whatever he needs. So I think he might try to get Jill out that way, but he's made that very clear. He wants to try to keep that in the family. He never denied or never said no to Lily and Devon running Chancellor Winners. He said mm-hmm. that he, he was perfectly, he agreed with Mamie when he said they're perfectly fine running it without Jill. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think he would try to take that position from either one of them just to have them more, you know, pissed off at them. See, when this comes out, I can see Devon obviously being really pissed at Tucker, but then I can see Lily like, well, wait a minute, let's you know, let's talk about this. Like when when it does come out that hey, he got it because he wants you two to run it. I feel like Lily, I feel like Lily is kind of a little power hungry a little bit, and I feel like she would kind of love the opportunity to run it. Like I think she she would have no problems with um, Tucker handing it over to her and Devon. 
Yeah, well, the thing is, is that um, both of them are silent partners in this whole investment and the slither of interest that they bought. Um, Tucker wants Devon and Louie to run the company. Both Tucker and Mamie wants Jill out. They don't want her to be a part of this at all. Mm-hmm. They don't, I, Tucker really don't want to run the company. He wants that company in Devon's hands only to create the legacy for him and Dominic. Yeah. Of course, Lily is a part of that too. Um, but Mamie also want Nate over there, which Tucker is like, I don't want Nate over there because of what he did to my son and trying to bring in this, that, and the third. Mamie was like, well, I don't know what you're thinking because that's part of my family and I'm doing what I'm going to do. The problem is Nate don't want to go over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nate want to stay over at Newman. He happy where he at. He happy where he at. As long as he's, and that's what Tucker said. Tucker was like, um, he's happy about where he's at in Newman and the fact that he's infatuated with his boss. Which which boss are you referring to? Because look like Nate is kissing up to whoever <laughs> whoever has power. Are you not you lying? Yeah, I mean he ain't gonna be going in that hotel suite with Victor though. He yeah, ain't yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> but that's why I said, you know, it seems like he's being trying to cozy up to Victor and be his eyes and ears. Well, that's what we saw also this week. Mm-hmm. The cracks are forming in their relationship because they got into a whole argument over Adam. Remember? Mm-hmm. That late last week. But anyway, um, that's the whole deal with Tucker. Tucker don't want to run the company. He just wants Devon to have it without Jill. He wants to play the game of Monopoly properly and good for him because <laughs> everyone else's failings, like Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Sally, because mm-hmm. there was other small storyline this week. That girl, okay, so Nicholas broke up with her last week, or was it early this week? Anyway, I think. And then Adam came over there, and then she was freaking out, talking about how she can't get rid of the feelings for him. Mm-hmm. But then, and at the same time, she don't want him to be around her. And Adam is like, something wrong with you. I'm yes. <laughs> yeah, it was all in his face. He was like, damn, what? Which way are you going? She was all over the place during that little rant. And I was like, goodness. Like, yeah, it, it really was kind of a crazy little. She did all of this berating only to say, I want you to My get out. Is, do, you, <laughs> do y'all think that Adam should even go back down that road with her? Even though we know what's happening next week, but. Mm-hmm. Should he even attempt to go down that road with this girl? No, he he should have told her to keep her feelings to herself. It's unwarranted. He did not need to hear that because it, at this, he should know at this point he's being tr- treated like a yo-yo. This this girl is her mood swings are so sporadic one moment you you're you're mad and you're crying about nick and then you're you're thinking about adam you're kissing up adam you're going up to his house buying him dinner uh, uh, mm-hmm. unboxing his, his clothes and, and, and everything like she is not someone 
you would recommend to be in a relationship just in general. So she's just one of the many people who mistreat Adam. And I don't know what he sees in that, especially after the fact that she carried his baby while in a relationship with his brother. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, we can't do we really even call it a relationship. We can't even really call it a situation. They were just in it to just to be together. And and, and then they tried to say, I love you after all of that after all of that and then two weeks later they're done with each other like it it wasn't anything serious to begin with and she chose that over trying to make things work with you and she was carrying your baby so it's like why does he what does he see in her and it makes us like really it makes i'll speak for myself it makes me really dislike sally's character because of that what about you jay see for me (sighs) I don't. I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm still in the minority for most of it, but I still really do like Adam and Sally um, together. I really do. But I am at a point now where if he was to move on to somebody else, you know, I wouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't be crying over it. You know, just because of the way she's been treating him lately. And I kind of want to backtrack just a little bit because um, I was thinking. I brought this up last week in the chat. Um, I thought it would have been nice if maybe they had him have like a little hookup with the new assistant for Nikki. Um, what is that girl's name? Is it Grace or what's that girl's name again? Claire Grace. Claire Grace, right? But then they had this little situation and I wanted to ask you guys about this. What was that little situation she had with Nate? Where that was weird. Yeah, that was course. like very intent on her keeping that conversation going. She's very flirtatious. The look back when he walked away, that seemed very intentional. Like almost like she's I wonder what her true story is because it felt like she was a plant and she was there to try to like get close to Nate. So I want to figure uh-huh. out what is that situation and going I, on. And I'm gonna piggyback off of that. That makes me feel that she's associated with Tucker McCall. And I mm-hmm. feel Audra kind of sensed that too. That's why she was, she was like, she's kind of like me. And like, she's a step above me, except she's getting the approval from Nikki that I can't get. But I I feel like she's associated with, with Tucker somehow. That's why he feels very confident that Nate is going to stay at Newman versus worrying about um, Chancellor Winters. But Mamie feels she can pull and sway Nate over that direction. Oh, I kind of see that. I kind of see that now. Sorry. <laughs> see, and my first, my first, I'm sorry. Um, see, uh, just real quick. My first inclination was I thought Claire was friends with Audra because if you remember, the way she was kissing up to Audra during the interview with Nikki, telling wait, her, wait, 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 Jay, you said Claire is friends with Audra? See, that's what my first inclination was. Because if you go back to that interview, when she first came and she met Nikki, remember, she went out of her way to praise Audra and how innovative she was. And she had spoke about one specific deal that Audra made. And I almost felt like, is she like Audra's friend and Audra's bringing her in? 
and like she was she was trying to make sure Nikki gave her the job because the interactions that she had had with Audra made it seem like they knew each other or that they were friends. Well, so, because remember the episode where um, Claire helped Nikki with some advice that she gave to give the Audra to close the deal, all mm -hmm. the men, and she was like, oh, I hope I didn't overstep and blah, blah, blah. And then when Claire left, Audra was giving her the snake eye. Yes, that's and when it turned. That's when it turned for me. I was like, oh, maybe not right. yeah, because of that. She, and then she decided to start going on social, on internet, and started to look up information about who she is. But we never got any more context after the scene where Audra did that. So I guess we'll eventually find out what's going on with Claire, Claire Grace. But I actually agree with you. I think Tucker has his hands in Newman, too. I think Cheryl Hines just made a really good point in the comments. She said she thinks it's possible that Claire Grace is someone linked to Tucker. She's probably one of the girls the singer Tucker produced took advantage of. And then maybe she kind of blackmailed herself a situation to get a job. I don't know. But th that is an interesting um, take of that. Of that's how she could be connected with Tucker. Oh, wow. I well, I was thinking because of the fact that she always referred to this great aunt of hers. Could this great aunt been Catherine Chancellor or somebody that, mm -hmm. of course, is related to Tucker? Because, of course, you know, Catherine is his mama. Mm -hmm. so, or somebody related to the Chancellor family, and she just happened to be, like you say, a plant over at Newman because. Actually, if that's the case, Tucker will have his hands or he got a whole web going on where he got his hands at Newman, Jabot, and Chancellor Winner. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He's playing Monopoly the correct way. And I also feel that she's a plant to keep an eye on Audra because you got to remember, Tucker doesn't trust nobody, Audra included. And... I, I thought he had somebody watch Audra or because I remember there was a conversation where Audra's like, how did you get that information? How do you know that? He's like, he has eyes and ears on her. So I think that she's also there to keep an eye on Audra, but I think he wants to have his hands in all these companies and just have full power and say that, you know, he's richer and battered than everybody. And he, and he had Victor Newman's money to do it too. My thing is, don't they run background checks on people? I mean, if you can't find any information on this woman, because obviously Audra didn't see anything on the internet, as so we think, you know, it's like she just hired her right out the blue because she was kissing up and finessing the both of them. Mm -hmm. You don't even know who this girl is. I mean, she was kissing up to Victoria, giving her resume, talking different things Victoria did and being so helpful to um, you know to Nikki and just oh my god Victor Newman is so great to be in your presence I'm like girl what is going on with you now keep in mind Tucker McCall helped Diane when it came to her identity he could have did the same thing for Claire Grace if that's, mm -hmm. even, if that's even her real name yeah <laughs> yeah, that could be the fake name right there, Claire Grace. Or well, who, who's to say that's not Tucker's daughter? 
Yes, because he was a Rolling Stone. Like, that's how Devon was born, you know, messing with Yolanda. She was one of his little tour groupies. So, you know, when he was on the road doing his music thing, you know, it's not. it wouldn't be that much of a shocker if he knocked someone else up while he was on the road. Now, Lady Linda was saying in the comment section, I was thinking she may be related to Nikki. I saw some stuff on Facebook about that that you know i think she's probably related to nikki or whatnot i don't what would be the end goal of that if she was what do you guys think well i was thinking nikki was in that court right wasn't she in the court and like what you if you remember way back when and paul was the one that kind of saved her out of it yeah and didn't she have a child well, that, I mean, that she lost like they thought she was lost or something like that. The only other child I know she had was Dylan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dylan was the child from that era. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it wouldn't be. But that's what I was thinking of when people was trying to make the connection with Nikki. Does it go back to her court days? But then, but, but then again, this Claire girl is significantly younger than Dylan, too. So the timing wouldn't have matched up with that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. If she is related to Nikki, what is the end goal? What would she be at Newman for? You know, we could easily connect why she would be with some some kind of way be related to Tucker because mm -hmm. like like Bree said, Tucker is trying to play Monopoly. Yeah. Right. Oh, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> better than most. Better than most better on than this most, show. I know. I know. Um so I mean, I don't know. It, it would be interesting. I guess would be a whole different twist if they if if it was connected. This girl is connected to Nikki somehow. But my money is on Tucker with her. I mean, that's just my thought. So, and everything is connected to him. Then, if it's that, you know, we just got the reveal that it, it is indeed him that's been working with Mammy. So my goodness, like if it, if it's him that's involved with this girl, too, like he really does have his hands and everything. But the yep. thing with the Newman thing though is, I don't see what he could really do at Newman's. At least with the Chancellor Winters thing, he has potentially some some stock or some percentage of it. Like there's a connection that was his mother's company and all of that, and he uh, he might have some shares. Things of that nature, but he doesn't have any connection with Newman. So, like, even if it was a him playing Monopoly or a power play, what could he actually get out of Newman? Like, he doesn't have shares in Newman. He doesn't have any kind of stock or percentage. So, I don't think there's anything he could do that would really affect Newman. Right? What could he do? Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. As far as what what could he even do? Like, for him to have a mole or to have his hand in all of these places. You can understand, you know, Chancellor Winter, but like he doesn't have any say or power or interest in Newman at all. So what could he do with Newman? Maybe he's looking to see if there was any weaknesses. If that girl reports back to him and say, you know, I think they're on the cusp of something bad happening or the company is weakening or fracturing then, of course, Tucker would see this as an opportunity. I mean, that's a possibility. She's over there to be just eyes and ears to see when he could strike. Does that True. Make 
yeah, that makes sense. And she could, and with you saying that, that made me think she could be there potentially trying to see if there's any person there that wanted to sell their shares for the right part for the right price. So that could be something too. If she, if they can get en- get enough shareholders that potentially would want to share sell their stock or their shares, he could maybe get in that way as well. That's true. Were you about to say something, Bree? Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I feel he, like you were saying earlier, he doesn't have a footing as far as Newman, except just having that mole there taking notes. And mm-hmm. that's and that's all her role should be for right now, especially since we're being introduced to that new character. But I really feel she's there to keep an eye on Audra and see what her next move is. Because she's been making moves outside of Tucker. I think someone also said it in the chat that Tucker didn't like the fact that uh, she was bringing Kyle in. I forget who said that in the chat. But that is a very... uh, Jenna, thank you, Jenna. That is why he's... He's very particular about getting information. That's why he put the bonsai tree in the Abbott's um, house. That's why he um, is uh, getting information in regards to Phyllis and, and he's stacking his deck. He's like, he's playing poker at the same time too. And he's got a really good poker face when it comes to his son and everybody else. But he's winning thus far. I don't know how he's going to get through Newman, but he's winning though. When those other businesses, yeah, that's crazy. What are you all? I know there was these other little things because we got to tap into this whole gaslighting scheme that Victor has mm-hmm. for kids. But Daniel got a new apartment downstairs from Lily this week. I see disaster coming because they're gonna get into a whole argument over Heather next week. So, I mean, I could. I don't know. That whole thing is just weird to me. He don't see any problem, you know, with this whole thing. And I know Lily does, but Lily is good at not speaking up. She went through the whole same thing with Chelsea and Billy. It's like, mm-hmm. girl, just say something. If you don't like the situation, just say you don't like the situation. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, yeah, she can work at my company. Oh, hey, I can get her a job. I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable with it, say something. I mean, she can't do anything as far as Heather's living situation. If she gets, if she decides to move to Genoa City and get her own place, Lily just has to deal with that. It's it it it's up to Daniel to be faithful to Lily. Um, I now as far as like him, you know, kind of nudging Lily to give Heather a job. I felt that was kind of overstepping because if Heather's trying to look for a job, she she knows the steps to get that. Plus, she had her own practice. She could probably want to start her own practice in Genoa City. He didn't even consider that. But I, it's up to Daniel to be faithful to her. Now, Lily could have an issue if Heather is like, oh, my goodness, my place isn't ready. Oh. And can I stay over there, Daniel, please? Well, she he she gonna have to stay with him and his father because daddy is living in there in the other room. But how often though? Come on now. How often what? I mean once we see Danny probably every once in a while. I don't think that he I don't know, something something's gonna I feel something's gonna happen where Heather's gonna need to stay with Daniel. 
or needed. Well, Danny, well, Danny is going to be there for a little uh, extended run. What, like maybe two to three months? So, yeah, I heard. yeah. be here for a while. Oh wow! For what? Yeah, because they're bringing. <laughs> that's why they bring cricket back too. Yeah, because yeah. they're doing the triangle again with um. I know somebody in the comments earlier said no, not another Phyllis, Christine, and Danny Triangle. But yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why they're trying to get him the place to stay with Danny. I mean, with Daniel, because he's gonna be here for a little bit. I don't think it's gonna be a whole year, but I know at least for the next couple months or so. And I gotta say, I was very proud of this man. He's the only one who cared to get out of a hotel. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, look, I can't be there no more. Can I get a place and extend it? Uh, stay at your place, please. Um, I will say that Danny does bring out a calmer side to Phyllis. We, we, mm-hmm. have, we haven't really heard her say the word Diane in forever, which is great. Um, so I feel like he's doing his job. So I, I would hope that he keeps Phyllis occupied and keeps her somewhat out of trouble. Let me say that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, she's been focused on him. She asked him out to have a little picnic lunch with him and then asked him out for drinks later that night. And so she trying to, and she even said it, shoot her shot. She's trying to shoot a shot with Danny and see how it goes. But with them throwing cricket in there next week and she come back with some big old crocodile tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going right with me. It's not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to laugh when I saw that. I'm like, oh, Lord. And, of course, they're going to get those two ladies battling over that man. I just hope Phyllis don't try to run her over with a car again. Please, yeah, not do that. Yeah, we don't need to revisit that. Yeah. No. All right, let's talk about this whole thing with Victor. Victor, Victor, Victor. This really disgusted me. I this is where this is where I was really upset with the the writing uh, more than I already am. <laughs> but I'm sorry, but that just you don't play around with your family like that. You know, that's just very disturbing. I don't know what he feels he can gain from that. Yeah, according to him, he thinks that if he played out of his mind or something, that somebody is going to think he's not paying attention and try to undermine him and try to, while he's actually in his right mind and he want to say, I got you. And it's like, dude. It's going to blow up on your fa- in your face, and it's, it's going to blow up on Monday, if anybody's seen the Monday's episode. He's playing games, especially the person that catches him, and this is a spoiler alert, is Nicholas. Now, you know what? I know what he's doing. What he's doing is absolutely wrong, but I'm having a blast watching him do it, and I think Eric Braden is loving it, too. Like, when he... <laughs> When he was doing what he was doing with Nick, saying, huh? but he's expecting a baby with Sally. How can you compete with that? And <laughs> Nick was like, oh, my God. And then when he got up and left, after he told him, come back to Newman, he got up and left, and then he looked back. 
Yeah. Even though that was big. Yeah. At the, at the club, at the athletic club, when he looked back to see how he was reacting, I said, he's having a blast doing this. And then he snapped off at Adam over there at society. He is having a ball doing this. I know he's wrong, but it's just been funny. It's really been funny watching him act a fool and act like an old kook losing his mind. So I can't wait to see how this plays out. Um, but like you said, um, it looks like somebody's already on game. If you saw um, the little preview uh, at the end of today's episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nicholas is going to bust it wide open. And the question is, though, because Victor ain't stupid. He could easily say to Nicholas, hey, all right, yep, you got me. But don't tell nobody. And I know I can trust you, but I don't know if I could trust Victoria, Nate, or Adam. You don't work mm-hmm. at the company. They do. Can you keep this a secret? I'm just trying to figure out who's who and if either one of those folks is going to betray me. Now, the question is, is Nick going to go along with it? Nikki is not happy about it at all. It doesn't seem like it. Oh, I was so upset with her. Oh, yeah. This is why I'm very upset with Victor, because Adam is at the the receiving end for all of this, because Victoria had a hinkling or she was trying to find a way to try to Pimping on her dad to justify her losing her position. Okay, but it took Adam to point something out to her. Then she ran and told Nick, and then, then he and uh, then Nick and Victor have a a moment. It's I, and then that thing that happened at society that really upset me you had adam minding his own business and you just snap like that in the whole restaurant nobody does anything and he just sits there and then and he knows what he's doing and that's just that's so cruel and i could understand you want to check to see if adam is going to deceive you but like this is your way of showing love to your kids so how can you expect for your kids to do any better than you do yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that we, a nar- narcissists do that, and he is a textbook narcissist. Yes. They like to play mind games with people. They like to gaslight people. And this ain't nothing but a gaslight when you have your children question the reality of a situation that's going on. Thank goodness this didn't last that long, and Nick confronts him about it next week. But, um, you know, to sit up here to say, I'm going to act like I'm out of my mind so I can see if my kids will take advantage of the situation. And then I can see who's really, really, truly who. You know, it's like, man, please. I mean, and I even said that in one of my recaps. Keep playing. They're going to end up putting you in the institution. <laughs> what you call and, and T, I need to call something out because... When Nikki came in there acting all shocked that how could you do this? You're 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 faking, you're pretending. I could have swore last week he told her what his plan was. He did. Remember, remember they had that talk in his office, and mm-hmm. she, she like sat on the table right in front of him and they had a uh they was having a talk, and he told her he knew what he was doing, 
and that he was perfectly fine. Remember? Yep. And she had she hadn't put it together. Oh, okay. So you're pretending. So then, why this week? And, and this is a call out on the writers. Uh, why this week did they have her acting like she was shocked and appalled that he was doing this when they talked about it last week? I don't think she believed him. I think she actually, from the way it sounds, when he was saying, oh, I'm just toying with them and blah, 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 she thinks something was wrong with him for doing that because in her mind, she's like, who will do something like that? That's not right in the head. So she was actually doubting his sanity just because of the fact that he was actually doing this gaslight and knew he was doing it. And mm -hmm. then to add, to add on to it, the other side of this was the fact of when they were in, all, in that room and she asked shock. And then she came back to have a conversation with uh, Victor today. And she was like, just tell me that, you know, is this really you playing a game? And he was like, yeah. And then she was like, oh, my God, this is cruel. You can't mm -hmm. do this. So I think she was doubting that nobody in their right mind would even pull a scheme like this. That's why. And one of the only reasons why she's all up in arms because she saw how it's affecting her babies. She saw how it was affecting Victoria and Nick. And Cece just said in the comments a little while ago, she doesn't understand um, why Nikki treats Adam the way she does. And like, yeah, like today, for example, like, goodness, like, I know she doesn't care for Adam, but he can't win for trying. He legitimately was coming to her with concern for his father and all she could do was get snipey at him and threaten him again with that same threat she gave him at the coffee house where she told him if you if you planning on doing anything i will ruin you i will destroy you this man is coming to you letting you know he's concerned about his father and you make it all about that like that really had me angry today like she just cannot give him the benefit of the doubt for anything it was so irritating and the fact that and, and the thing is when he got out of elevator and then he uh her her back was turned to him he she knew when he asked her she knew what it was about that's why that conversation last week she knew exactly what her husband was doing and mm -hmm. she was trying to play in her role but just the fact that she snapped at him Mm -hmm. You should know the difference between genuine concern. And she knows that her other kids has expressed that same concern. And then you want to just make a threat at him. And the other thing mm -hmm. that really irritated me was that Victoria and Nick went to Victor when it was Adam who brought that information to Victoria for her mm -hmm. information to Nick. It should have been all of those kids because yes. they all shared that same concern. That's why I, I, I don't understand why Adam wants to be a part of this family. He, They're always shutting him out. Always. And he, like you, like Letitia was saying, he can't win for losing ever. And it, it's like everyone hates Adam's show. And I, I don't understand why the writers have like literally written this man to a in a box. He doesn't have any family who cares about him, no friends who care about him. He's no. working as a doctor's assistant. So it's like, what are you guys trying to do with this character? The one friend you did give him chance, you took it away from him. Exactly. And uh, it's like, he, he doesn't have any friends. Like, goodness, like even some of the, the most dastardly characters in soaps have friends. Is you know what I mean? Jack is friend too. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he still does have Jack. 
he does still have Jack. He still talks to Jack. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you on that, Bree. Why are you still there? He keep going back for the abuse. It's like they don't want you there. Victoria already don't want you there. Nick is hot and cold. Depending on what day of the week, he's cool with you, and the next day he isn't. And then Nikki is always trying to put empty threats on the table, talking about how she's going to destroy you, which she can't do nothing. So it's like, who got time for that? Go on and just start your own company elsewhere. You know, it's I'm just tired of the Adam bashing. And it's every single episode with every yep. single character. Even if they haven't interacted with Adam in years, like with Esther, you want to throw shade at Adam. And it, it's like it comes out of nowhere. And people have moved, the characters themselves have moved on, but no one has moved on from the stuff that Adam did. When it, there's plenty of people who have a lot of skeletons in their own closet, especially Nick. And he's the main one who wants to huff and puff and cry and uh and want to punch a wall and do this. And, and, and then he refuses to take accountability, but would like to throw daggers at his own brother, who at least is making an effort to take accountability. Bree, listen, the other thing is sh even Sharon jumping on that bandwagon. Exactly. Too. Just... She out of everybody knows who Adam really is and how many times that he's been there for her and assist her and stuff. And I'm not saying that Adam is a saint, but it's like Sharon. Now you jumping on the bless bash Adam bandwagon, girl. Please. She used to be Adam's biggest defender, exactly. and now my goodness, yeah, complete one eighty. It's just crazy. It's like writers give it a rest already. I mean, then you're going to have Sally back and forth. Oh, I hate you. I love you. I don't want to be with you, but I can't get, get out of my head. Nobody got time for that. Um, I feel like he, between YNR and B&B, &B, I feel like he's had the worst hand, even worse than Thomas, because at least Thomas has his family that he can go to for advice and that loves him and actually wants to help him and, and give him a chance. And it's a genuine chance. Mm -hmm. Whereas Adam, he can't have, he can't have his family's backing. He doesn't have a friend. The, the woman that he loves is finicky and, and, and just a mess. Just a tired, just a tragic yes, mess. Yes, yes, yes. And it's hey, like, wait a minute. Hold on, Bree. Jay, you sound kind of muffled. Oh, um, is it better now? Yeah, much better. Go ahead, Bree. Okay. He he's just he's just on the losing end, and I and it's really tiring to see that as a fan, of uh, especially of just the, of the character in the show. Because I would like to see like a, a highlight for Adam. I I don't understand how other characters are able to get redemption. And be able to have happy storylines, get married, have kids, and get businesses and all that. But you put Adam in the same place. It's like, how many times is he going to apologize and redeem himself? And we all witness this. Listen, Bree, the man is missing a freaking kidney, for God's sake. And it's still not a show. Oh, not a show. on top of that, on top of that, they brought up Christian this week. Adam's uh -huh. son. 
Adam's mm-hmm. son, who I we thought about that too. Who who we barely hear about as it is. Nick barely brings it up. He was more happy about Sally's baby than he was ever talking about Christian in a long while. Yeah, that's true. Dang. Oh my God, this is crazy. So yeah, I, I wish Adam would have just went and started his own stuff. He don't even have to team up with Tucker or anybody else. Do your own thing. You know, give them a little bit of competition or something. You know, stop trying to get their approval because the problem is you ain't going to never prove anything to anybody who is not receptive to the proof. You're just throwing your energy down a a bottomless pit. You know what I just thought of? Hmm. Adam does work at Newman. Claire Grace could be trying to keep tabs on Adam, too. That's possible. Oh, I thought you was going completely different with it. I thought you was going to say, what if Claire Grace is Adam's mom? And he does have some kind of plan. that A lot of people felt like he's really up to something with this whole, I want to work from the bottom. I thought you were heading there. Like, what if she's actually working with Adam? That's a good oh, point. I never thought about Because she's working close with Victor's wife. That's a good point, yeah. too. They could go anyway. Media, which is what Adam always wanted to keep. So, yep. that's why I thought she was going there. No, I was thinking that since Tucker has an axe to grind with Adam, too, that she could be trying to get some information on Adam to try to return that favor for that information Adam sold to Jack and Billy. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. I got to read this comment that's by Cheryl Hines and uh, Bridget <laughs> co-signed it as well. She said she's tired of the Adam bashing, but if Adam was to go somewhere else, Victor would try to sabotage him. Yes, he would. Yep, They would. Like when he was at Jabot. Yep. T, I want to ask you something. Jasmine Williams said Adam has 500 million. Adam didn't get five hundred million from the lawsuit where the other kids did. So where is his five hundred million from? Nope, he sure didn't. Yeah, he wasn't part of the lawsuit. Um, He's thinking that she. I think they're thinking of Ashlyn Locke when Ashlyn Locke was trying to get that hundred million from Victor. Like Adam tried to negotiate. Adam forced Victor to pay that for Ashlyn Locke, and I think eventually. Victor got that five hundred million back, but no, in the original lawsuit, it was Nick, Victoria, and Abby. Abby, right? Who did nothing, nothing, and got and this was handed five hundred million. And Adam was the one who brought it to the table, and they and they ousted him even out of that. They got five hundred million each. That's why I don't understand why is Adam trying to be a part of this family. Why? Only thing I can think of is that he wants to belong somewhere. You know, I mean, his mom is, you know, passed on. His son, you, I mean, there's Connor, but Connor is like, I don't, you know, I need to get away from y'all because y'all driving me crazy, including the Newman family. Mm-hmm. So it's just him floating through time. For a while, Adam really didn't have a job. I mean, he left Newman Media because of the fact Victoria, you know, didn't want him there. And then Sally got the job. Then he worked with Jack for a little bit. And then, of course, Billy wanted him out. 
And then he just floated around town for a while. He tried to get back in. He tried to get with the SNA thing with with uh, with Sharon Nicholas and all of that. And then it turns into him now being Nate's assistant. It's just like, give this man something solid. Give him something solid. Give him a solid girlfriend. Give him a company. You know, let him have some type of contact with his son and let him do him. You know, him always, I'm sorry, and being at the behest of Nikki screaming and yelling at him all the time or Victoria trying to undermine him and being rude. And Nicholas playing hot and cold, I, I couldn't do it. I'd be like, y'all need to go on somewhere. It's, I, I it, for this. it's so irritating. And these people don't deserve an apology at all, especially Nick, especially Nick. At all people, none of them. So I could understand why he wants to feel close to something regarding his family, but he is Victor Adam Newman. He carries his father's name and he's being mistreated by his own blood, his only living parent. He is, mm-hmm. it's just deplorable. If anything, if he should just try to get some sanity and be like, hey, I'm just going to leave Genoa City for a while so you guys have nothing to blame me for. And Nikki is like the stepmother from hell. Like, man. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's that, well, I think that's the third time we've seen in the last maybe month and a half or so where mm-hmm. she put threats at him. She did it at the coffee house a couple times, and now here's another one. I will destroy you. With what? Exactly. She gonna tell her husband. <laughs> with, your, with your shaky hands. How you gonna destroy this man? Yeah, you know, like she's trying to put fear into him. Adam on yeah. About that girl, go somewhere. You have to keep your hair steady, but I'm supposed to be scared of you. Jay, stop it. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh boy, I need a. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think that we cover all of the storylines this week. I think. I think we did, so. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think yeah. we covered, yeah, Jack and Billy and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Let us now move over to the bold and the beautiful. But before we do, we're going to just take a minute for a couple of housekeeping things. If you are new to this channel and you are enjoying the conversation, we do this every Friday night unless, you know, something, um, circumstances, because I know a couple of weeks ago, yeah, about a month ago, it was a lot going on moving my son and stuff. So we didn't have one on that Friday night. But usually we usually have our live chat every Friday night. We do recaps over here. If you, because I did drop this link to the live in Facebook, so you probably have been seeing the spoilers and the, the recaps for the blog in the, in the, on the uh, Facebook side. Well, guess what? Over here on YouTube, we do the lives, recaps, spoilers, so all of that good stuff, cast updates, and we got a cast update to talk about for Bold, unfortunately. Um... But, yeah, make sure you hit that like button. 
It's about well over a hundred of you guys in here listening to the content, whether you're dropping comments or whether you're just kicking back listening, make sure you hit that like button. Also subscribe, turn on the notification bells as well. And then there are other platforms. So there's blog, there's also Instagram that this is on, also on TikTok and threads and Twitter, which is now X. So, yeah, you'll find CBS Soap Dish Recap over there as well. So, my hostess, my host and hostess tonight is Jay and Bree. Um, our regularly scheduled hostesses is myself, Trish, and Keisha. And Keisha's been in the chat. She's out in Disneyland, Disney World down in Florida, having a good old time. And then, of course, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, Trish is under the weather. So hopefully she feels better and be back with us next week. All right. You guys ready for bold? Oh, this mess? Yeah, we going to really get into it. (laughs) All right. Let me read the summaries for bold. And we'll talk about it okay so brooke flips out after catching uh, hope and thomas in their afterglow and lee gives luna a warning after she refuses to be bullied out of work donna discovers eric coughing up blood and asks his doctor if he's dying and finn prods lee to reveal why she hates luna Lee spills the family secrets to Finn, and Dr. Colby calls Eric's condition very seriously, very serious, but Eric refuses to listen to his orders. Lee smashes Sheila's face in a plate of bolognese as Finn contacts Steffi, and then Liam tells Steffi Finn's keeping Deacon and Sheila's romance a secret. Hope turns to Thomas as Lee continues to taunt Sheila Carter. All right, so let's first start off with this whole thing with Eric and Donna, because that was only one ep- one and a half episodes this week. Um, how are you guys feeling about this particular storyline? Um, it kind of makes me really feel sad because this is kind of starting to feel like this is gonna be. John McCook's last year. That's what it's it's starting to kind of look like. You say that again and be drama what? I, I feel like it it might be John McCook's last year. That this oh the the, the talking about okay. the, the actor who plays Eric. I'm sorry, guys. It that's what it feels like to me. The way they keep saying his grand finale and just the way that they love showing that he's coughing up blood. I don't know why they do that, but. If it's that dire and that much is a huge medical condition, I don't think that it's going to really pan out well for that character. And maybe they're trying to prepare us as an audience to give us his last collection and, you know, absorb and, you know, get the last little bit of, of, of Eric. I'm not sure, but it's not looking too good at all. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I'm kind of right there with Bree because, um, yeah, it, it seems like, you know, it, it's getting more dire, it's getting more serious as time goes on, you know, the coughing up of the blood, 
Um, and it doesn't feel like it's one of these, and I could always take a twist, um, but it doesn't feel like it's one of these stories where a miraculous surgery or, um, you know, cure is going to be there for him. You know what I mean? It feels like he's in this for the long haul. So I don't know exactly where they're going with this. It's really going to be tough if this is leading to his end to lose Stephanie and him, you know, to, to medical situations. It's, you know what I mean? It's kind of dark. Um, so I don't know what they're doing with what they're, what they're going to do with this. I like to think that he's not leaving. Cause like, from what I can tell the actor, John McCook, he's not in any dire health situations in real life from what I can tell. No. So I'm hoping this has a turn. Like maybe it will be as uh, I don't want to say simple because nothing is ever simple when it comes to medical situations, but maybe it's something as, Oh, maybe if a transplant happens, maybe he has plenty of relatives. So maybe that can be something that helps him. I'm hoping there's something that ends up at least, you know, slowing this thing down. But right now it, it just looks really dire. It's kind of sad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the condition will be released next week, according to the spoiler. So we'll see exactly what that is. Um, and then, of course, the week of the 30th um, is when the big uh, fashion showdown is supposed to happen. Um, there's some crossovers because um, Esther will be going over there. Lauren will be crossing over with her. And um, Steffi will be back that week, too. Of October thirtieth as well. So oh, that was and again, quick. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jacqueline, she snaps back. She, she like she yeah. have her babies. She get back in shape and she's ready to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, that girl's a machine. She yeah. she like you said she so snaps back quick. What that tells me, because I think she had that baby the August 27th. I think she had her son on the 27th of August. And if the if her scenes are going to start to air on uh, the week of August 30th, I mean, October 30th, that means that they had to start filming probably toward the end of September. Because I think there are like four, four weeks Ahead, you know, ahead or whatever, but whatever the hell is. But so that means she was out for probably a good five, six, maybe five weeks, and then she went back to work, something like that. So yeah, she'll be back that week. But again, that that ties in with with you know um, November sweep starting the middle of next week. So, but Melissa Spencer says Bridget is coming back next week too. Uh, that's what I, I I heard. I saw that as well. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, with this whole thing with Eric, it's gonna be interesting to see because they're very hush hush about whether or not he it's a contract issue or whether he signed it. I know there's been some salacious rumors out there that are not true. So you know, we usually just like to hear exactly from you know, the cast or behind the scenes producers and stuff like that. Cause I don't know about those other channels that are out there, you know, and soap dirt has been pretty good and been on top of it. Mm -hmm. I know I try to stay on top of it and a couple of other channels. Oh, you um, do. Alexander yeah. boom. He stays on top of it too. 
Mm-hmm. There are a lot of way out channels and you know and blogs and stuff that tend to kind of throw stuff out there for clickbait and it ain't yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, so that's why unless I hear it from the horse's mouth or they say something on Instagram, because there's one example um on Twitter, because Twitter, man, Twitter be on it with everything. And so um, somebody was asking Eric Braden about him gaslighting his whole thing with dementia. And he was like, it's nothing to play with. His friend died from dementia. So, no, we won't be doing that. You know, it's Victor just being Victor. So he made it clear. That's the type of stuff that we tend to look for and then Mm -hmm. talk about it coming from the cast member's mouth. So we haven't heard anything regarding John McCook as of yet, whether or not, you know, so um, I just leave it right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to see. I just know that a lot of folks are crossing over. I hope this is not his last hoorah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hope not either because they make it... They they like to surprise us. You see, like I was saying um, early this week, like you did the video about Fifty Shades of Purple. He's no longer on the show anymore. Yeah, that's the other thing. So even though we got crossovers and Jackie coming back, Wyatt, um, and I, I did a standalone video about that yesterday because he broke the news. Darren Brooks broke the news on Instagram saying his goodbyes and how it's been 10 years and you know this is not goodbye see you later but i won't be on bold if you notice i'm not in the credits anymore so yeah so is he completely off or has he just been demoted to recurring status i i think he's out damn so he out there with flow (laughs) (laughs) with flow and quinn well, well, we know where Quinn is at. We we know where Rena well, Sofer is at. Well, Rena Sofer is over at GH, but Quinn, Flo, Shauna, um, all them just out. Well, we know Quinn went away because she couldn't give Carter a baby. So at least we know where Quinn is. But they just wrote Wyatt off with, you know, the just gone like nothing. I think he has a show on CBS. That's why he we haven't really seen much of him. I think he was filming that TV show for CBS. I'm not sure if it's out or if it's coming out, but you might and be you know what? That. That, that, I'm happy because a lot of times these folks get stuck and typecasted in Soapland and when they try to make it out to prime time or something like that, it's difficult because they've been typecasted to be a soap character. You know what I mean? I mean, we've had people like Shamar Moore make it out, um, and some of quite a few other people have made it out to other other projects. But well, Darren has done other things outside of soap too. Right. I mean, um, he was on Digital Our Lives, yes, but he was also on this show called like Blue Mountain State, which was like a college football guys. Uh, it was like a comedy, mm-hmm. a comedy central. So he's done some other things as well. Yeah, and the thing is, is because there's he's been non-existent almost because they always focal point the storyline he was working on other projects anyway mm-hmm. on i think he was working on like little soap dramas on amazon prime or netflix and some of those other you know some of those other streaming services so he i'm not worried about the fact that he's not going to be able to find any work 
You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, um, you know, it's unfortunate we won't see him. And I know Bree messaged me on Instagram talking about the purple suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, we look, look, we all as an audience, we've seen several different shades of purple from white. Mm-hmm. Many colors I, I didn't even know existed, but he wore it. But and we're gonna, we're, I'm gonna miss the character. But like, yeah. after we haven't seen him for a while, every time we did see him, he was always in some shade of maroon or blue violet or pur- Barney, yeah. Barney purple, like different colors. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll yeah. miss him. He'll he's gonna be fine. I know he's. I think he's on that CBS show though. My now we'll do, is, I'm sorry. Do y'all think the character will be portrayed like, um, is it going to be like a flow situation where it's just not mentioned that they're gone or will it, do you think it will, it will be mentioned that, you know, why it's away? How yeah, will they- that's what I was just, you know, I was about to say, I'm wondering how they're going to exit him out. Are they going to say, well, he sent to Spencer International or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they're going to unalive him off. Oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely not doing that. That they're just probably going to just send him away to another country or something. You know, we just won't see him anymore. You know what? Maybe Darren, when he can come back, he can just play Will after they age Will up and bring him back from boarding school. He can just be Will. I forgot about Will. Oh my goodness! So many children. Now, I got to say, going back to the whole Eric and Donna thing, the fact that the doctor has still not figured out a diagnosis up to this point, we're still working on it. We don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? That's what's so (laughs) irritating. If he's coughing up blood like this, and why is he not getting escorted to a hospital? And why is... Donna not calling 911 because if it's that severe to what he's doing that and she's seeing that you as his partner get him to the hospital if anything like waiting on this doctor to drive and show up to the house and still not have no answers is not going to benefit Eric in the longer because he could he could go the following day that could he could be unalive the following day and that's it I don't know. Nobody in their right mind that either have blood coming out of their orifices is not going to go to the doctor. I, my, my oldest works in an urgent care and there's people blink, bringing bloody tissues to say, this is what's happening to me. She tell me the stories all the time. <laughs> but it's just crazy for him and her to just sit there and do nothing. I mean, yeah, they call a doctor over, but you need to go to the ER. <laughs> you know what they just need to have that doctor break the fourth wall and when Donna asks him what is wrong with him and they say they don't know they just need to say we don't know they haven't wrote it in the script yet we'll let you know as soon as they write it in the script what he has and we'll be the, you'll be the first to know because I don't know I don't even know if they know what they want to do with this story yet yeah, it's just crazy to me that that doctor didn't been to the house twice, and they've been running tests, and they still don't know yet. No answers. You know, and he didn't got to this point where he's coughing up blood and stuff. She shouldn't be asking him. She'd be like, you better get your butt in this car. We're going right over there to the ER. Or else, if she don't want Bridget to know, 
Fred is a doctor. Lee is a doctor. All Lee the, is a doctor. All these doctors. All these doctors. Exactly. See, I had said in the comments a couple of weeks ago, let me find out this honey that she had been bringing to the bedroom is what got him sick. <laughs> that was, let me find that out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you so crazy, Jay. <laughs> you silly. But I, you know what? I have actually been hearing rumors that, um, and that's why I call them rumors, because there's nothing that's been fact-checked about it, that Donald was poisoning him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm that would be a nice twist reveal on a Halloween episode if we get an uh, evil daughter and we find out she's been poisoning this man, but you know they're not going to do that. Yeah, my thing is, what is she going to gain? She's not married to this man. It ain't That's like she's going yeah, she to get that. Yeah, yeah. And she ain't, you know, she's not married to him or anything. So, I don't know, but I saw that out there. I'm like, I don't know about Unless he was gullible enough to still sign stuff over to her. Like in the event of my passing, I want you know my lover, you know, or the lady of my life to have this, you know, to have you know a certain amount of things. Oh no, yeah. Ridge would have an issue with that. Ridge would not be Ridge, having that. Hey, Ridge <laughs> and his biological son, though. But the, the way he's treated, the way he's treated amongst out of all Eric's kids, that is his baby. That's his firstborn. That's his baby. He. And the way he talks about Ridge with RJ, he he misses that with Ridge. He knows that that is his son, blood or not. He he's he raised that. He's Ridge has witnessed so much. It would be very disrespectful. For, I don't want to say disrespectful, but like it would be very odd for Eric to give Donna that control and not Ridge or one of his other kids. See, that would be a great time. That would be a great time where you bring these other kids in. Where's Rick? Go get Jacob Young. Go get uh Thorne. Like, you know what I mean? Go get some of these other kids to like Alicia. now. This is this is under the assumption that they would do you know, that they would underline Eric. But if they were to do that, bring the other kids in to like let's not just hand everything over to Rich. Let's get a contest on some of these things, especially like you know, his namesake sake, is it Rick technically Eric uh Forster Jr.? Yep. Like yes. get that, you know, and remember before he left, he had started designing. He was very involved with the company, like uh they they've done it wrong by so many characters. Yep. I I don't know why they don't have his kids that he had with Stephanie on the show, at least one. Yeah. At least one. What would you say the girl's name? Uh, Brie. Felicia. Felicia. There's Kristen. There's Bridget. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like none of his biological kids, and I know Marcus, I know his son, but none of his biological kids are there. Exactly. That that part doesn't make sense to me. I mean, granted, okay, Ridge is a staple of the show. He's one of the mm -hmm. original four characters, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, is that why not have at least one of the other kids there? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's a budget issue. Who knows? Because here's the interesting thing, and I don't know if this is the case. And like you said, Bree, maybe Darren is because he got the other CBS show. But it's like as soon as they bring somebody on, somebody get the axe. And we've got RJ came in in the last three, four months. We had Lee come back. 
we got Luna in, and now Wyatt's out, and now Wyatt is out, and mm-hmm. then we bringing Bridget back. Sheila has been on longer than we've seen in a while because usually Sheila come and go. But we knew that wouldn't be the case this time because we knew about the three year contract. Contract exactly. Yeah. So somebody was going to have to you know, make space. <laughs> and we've barely seen Bill since the whole FBI storyline. Yeah, that's we've, we've barely seen him. Yeah, Bill is missing too. I oh thought he was doing like the dancing with the stars over in Italy or something like that. Is he doing it again? Because he's already done that once. He's already done the dancing with the stars in Italy once. I don't know. A couple of years ago, so... Unless they have it like an all star season and they brought him back. It could be. I don't know. But good yeah. but good to purple suits. <laughs> yeah, you're so silly. Okay. Yes. But yeah, I and, say, and, um, and um flow riding off into the sunset. Yeah, I gotta say though, going back to we're gonna close up this whole story with Eric and and uh, Donna. Even like Beverly Ann Gilbert saying in the, in the comment section, who coughs up blood and don't run to the emergency room? I mean, come on. I mean, it's just common sense. You know, anytime you see blood, I don't care if you bust your knee, your forehead, your eyes, something, you going to urgent care or the ER. You know, and for him to say, I'm fine, I'm not going anywhere. You know, it's like, dude, really? And the thing is, if he wanted to try to keep it discreet, because he's obviously concerned, but it's just he doesn't want a whole lot of people to be exposed to it. But have another doctor get give you another opinion. Lee is right there. Lee likes to keep a secret. She's fine with that. She's be like, hey, you only tell the foresters. Okay, cool. True, fan and keep a secret too. No, 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 no. This is Steph, Steph, Steffi's grandfather. She, he would not yeah, do that. That is true. That is true. That is Lee, true. on the other hand, she'll keep that secret. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Finn didn't tell. <laughs> Finn had. We'll get there. I don't want to jump the gun on that one because that one is going to take us a minute. Oh, yeah. Y'all got some venting to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move to the other storyline with RJ and Luna and Lee. Girl, listen, RJ is trying to tell her, you can't come up in this company and tell who, who to fire, who to quit. And Lee is like, yeah, 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 but she leaving. <laughs> Lee was not playing no games. I love Lee. Love Lee. Lee been on it this week, boy. Lee get on my nerves. Yes, same. I can't. Mm-mm. She acting like a mean girl this week. <laughs> I just wish yes, I knew the backstory. That's my only thing. It can't just be this 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 job. Thing. Yeah, that was weak, wasn't it? Yeah, that okay. was so, so weak. Let's, let's talk about that because the the spoilers that came out for this week of the sixteenth was that on um I think it was supposed to be Tuesday or Wednesday that Luna's past was going to catch up to her present. So I'm like, okay, cool. We'll get to know more about what's actually happening. And then we hear Lee talk about, well, you know, my sister slept with my the head of surgery, which was my colleague, and she got fired. 
and her and his wife got pissed off at me and made it my fault. What that got to do with Luna? Exactly. Yeah, it's just so weird. I was hoping maybe she would tie in that her sister was sleeping with other doctors, and then it could be like, okay, maybe it could also be Lee's husband that she slept with too. I don't know. Like that still wouldn't have been Luna's fault. Why is she picking on Luna so much? You know what I mean? Like if her mom was a, a three or four, <laughs> that's still not that girl's fault. But hey, but, hey, hey, listen, Jay. If she was up in, at the job getting her back blown out over a stretcher in, in the closed back room. <laughs> yes. See, I could understand if it was Jack, since he's been known to have some dalliances. Now, if Jack was the one that knocked her sister up and they're not telling that part yet, mm-hmm. and and he's Luna's father and then she's really Finn's uh, sister and not his cousin, then I could understand the, you know, the, the bitterness towards Luna, because then that would be something else. But other than that, like if just because I'm a son with a doctor, and it's, it's wild how different the cultures are, right? Because here in America, what do you always hear? Girl, get you a doctor. You know, get, get yourself a doctor. But over, uh, over there, you're like, it, it's a disgrace that she's, she got herself a baby from a doctor. So it's just interesting to see the differences. It's just, it didn't make sense to me that y'all made it look like something was going to be huge coming out of this. So there was a thousand speculations all across social media that this could be Eric's son, that this could be Lee. I mean, um, what's Lee's ex-husband? Jack. 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 I mean, son, I said son. I was about to say, you trying to do another Maya storyline? No. Quiet, Jack. Don't start. Um, (laughs) That she could be Eric's daughter, or that, you know, she could be Jack's daughter, or that I've even heard that she could be Finn's daughter. I've seen a lot of stories out there. And I'm like, y'all need to hurry up and clear this because. We need some actual backstory on why she is so bent on having this girl gone. What is such a big secret? And it comes out that it's just her, her, her sister was sleeping with a co-worker. What if, like, Luna, I don't know, had a criminal past or something? I'm really trying to wrap my head around what it could be. Um, unless, like, she does, like, a complete character change and is actually after you know, trying to get a forester. Call nigga. What'd you say, Jay? Go, uh, what she was saying, going after, I'm saying, like, if she turns out to be a gold nigger. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and maybe that's why she's trying to look out mostly for Finn's family. It has nothing to do with necessarily the forester creations or like trying to demote anybody. She's just trying to get that girl out. So maybe she knows more about Luna's background her history like criminal but i don't know it has to be something more than this sister thing it's not even correlating it's just so stupid and tiring i don't understand but i love lee i love lee i might be the minority but i love lee <laughs> but the thing is brie is that then build a foundation upon it you know what i'm saying if they're gonna if she has a criminal background or she's not who she says she is meaning luna they should have gave a little bit more to, you know, maybe pulling her to the side when they were in the room together when RJ left. You know why you shouldn't be here. You know what's on your record. If they would have found out, this would destroy everything. 
all they talking about is I don't want you here. She didn't even go into the detail about her mama sleeping with the other colleague, which of course I can understand that. Why would you discuss that with her with your you know her daughter? But that's all it's been. The writers aren't giving us any other foundation that leads to something else that Luna got going on. Does that make sense? No, it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. And the only thing we've seen so far is like RJ and Luna thanking each other for helping each other out and giving unnecessary information that goes to nowhere. Well, for RJ's case, we know what's going on with Eric, but with Luna, it's like, okay, you thank them for keeping your intern job. It's not even an executive position. You're just an intern. Okay, great. What? Mm-hmm. What? Why are we caring about this particular storyline with Luna? That that's uh, just, throw, just throwing it out there for the writers. We know you guys listen. She said the comment. She said boring. <laughs> it's funny. I saw that. But you know, the spoilers keep saying Luna's past. Luna's past. You know, this comes out, but it's not really Luna's past that anything's coming out about. We just got the little. The little story about her mother who she slept with and that's it like we're not even really getting anything on Luna's part so and you said you heard a rumor a possible rumor that what if she was even, what if she could even be Finn's daughter that would have made that whole conversation when he said I haven't seen you in years that would have made that whole conversation feel different if it turns out to be that was his daughter but yeah that, that, that definitely can't be the case yeah that yeah. You know, I just think it was people speculating. Yeah, speculations. Yeah, but I mean, like you say, if if it's her past, that ain't got nothing to do with it. And then the fact that she says you're a disgrace to the family, I don't want you coming over there ruining things for me and Finn. What's she gonna do? The girl is over there just helping out with the fashion line. You, I mean, the writers haven't shown her stealing something. Or stealing company secrets, or you know, whatever it is, none of that. It's just been her kissing up on RJ, looking googly eyed at him, mm-hmm. helping out Eric. That's it. So I don't know. I don't know. I was so underwhelmed. Yeah. It was, oh, you know, well, she met her sister slept with the head of surgery. Yeah. And you know what? I wasn't even expecting anything too big because, like, if you've watched, like, you know, Chinese movies or um, Asian films or things like that of the nature, they usually do have something that's considered very minor to, like, you know, maybe to Americans or something like that. Something really minor they consider a disgrace. Like, just the fact that the mother maybe had a baby out of wedlock, that would be considered a disgrace in some Asian cultures. You know what I mean? So, I knew it probably was a chance it wasn't something too big, but you could have come up with something better than what you've gave, given us so far. They wanted to, they listened to the fans when we said, please get RJ some business and stop worrying about Hope and Liam and Thomas every other minute. So at least they gave him a girl for, you know, him to focus on and, and, and that stuff with, with Eric. So. Hey. Yeah, well, they threw Yo, they had Paris there. They could have just hit them up with Paris instead of bringing in this whole new character. Use her. The thing is, they just threw that together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she came in one day, and by three days later, they was kissing each other. It's like you don't even know this girl, and you telling 
Eric's health secrets to her. And a week later, she was in the credits. Exactly. She is in the credits. You are exactly. I could see Lee being in there. Oh, absolutely. Lee been a, you know, Lee been around for a minute. This mm-hmm. girl just showed up, and you know, no knocks to this this young lady. She's an actress. She needs a job, just like everybody else. Of course. But it's just interesting how they threw that in so fast. So maybe there's more to the story. If you're gonna throw her in the credits, which means she's gonna be here for a little while, there better be more meat to her story, her backstory. We just want to be invested into the character because she's a beautiful girl. I'm curious mm-hmm. about her, but the the way that the stuff that's coming up in regards to her character, it's not really all that interesting. It's just kind of like, uh, like meh. Like, give us mm-hmm. more detail. That's all. But yep. but we're happy that RJ got him some business outside of Hope, Liam, and Thomas. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Okay, we got to talk about Sheila and Deacon and Hope and Lee. So mm. the first part of that is the whole, let's go with um, the whole ultimatum that Hope put on the table to Deacon. What do you think about that where she says, I'm disappointed because if you're going to be with her, that means that you don't love me. I felt like that was emotional blackmail. And, exactly. And she has some nerves because even though, like, I, you know, even though I'm, I'm a huge Thomas fan, um, the same people, um, I mean, people are saying the same thing to her when it comes to her relationship with Thomas. So you would have thought if anybody would have had some understanding. I get that Thomas hasn't quite done the things that Sheila has, but you would think if anybody could have had a little bit of uh, sympathy it would have been her in this situation because so many people are coming down on her and telling her Thomas isn't right for her. You would have thought maybe she had, you know, a little bit of a a sympathy and connection, but nope, she went straight to that. What'd you think, Brie? I not surprised because once again, this is Brooke's child. She is, she, she's known to weaponize her emotions and, and very well and succeed. I, I feel that she, that's why she felt very confident that she can try to convince her dad uh, with that ultimatum. But at the same time, you live once and Deacon took a gamble, but he he's known for being a gambler. I, I think that he loves his daughter, but at the same time, she can't dictate his happiness, even if it's something that she doesn't agree with. And it's just a matter of acceptings. And, and, and that's something Brooke and Taylor and everyone else would have to come to grips to if, if Hope decides to get with Thomas. So it's just adults having to, to mind adult business because just like they kept on saying throughout the whole uh, episodes this week, there's nothing you can do about Sheila. She's free. She's out. Like he said, he's going to keep her occupied at the restaurant. That that's like, what more can you do that? Like you can get a restraining order, but and unless she commits a crime, there's nothing else you guys can do. You guys can't say that you're scared, but like want to pop up at her house. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did in that alley that T always brings up. You yeah. scared of the person, but you sure keep coming around her. Yep. Yeah, um, 
that whole thing with Hope and Deacon, I'm, I'm, I was just side eyeing Hope. And then she was sitting there talking about she, Sheila is only using you. And I'm like, like you using Thomas. Yep. Yep. Which she actually did right after that conversation. We're going to break down that part of her conversation back at the office today with Thomas. But, oh, yeah, we got a lot of moving parts in this this week with both. Um, But that whole conversation, I'm looking at, like, you, who was that, Jay? You was talking about how, you know, people are saying the same thing about her and Thomas. Finn just had a whole soliloquy with you about, you know, you better than Thomas. You shouldn't be with him. You need to go, you know, find somebody else and da 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 da. And your mama is in your ear. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, I ain't finna throw my son under the bus, but I don't want y'all to be together either. You know, so how you gonna come up in Deacon's face and talking about what you talking about when you you in the same boat? You know. Um mm-hmm. The other thing is, I'm glad Hollis came in there because she was waiting on an answer. She wanted an answer to that ultimatum. Hollis was like, "Oh, you got some, you got some problems in the kitchen." That was such yeah. a great scene. Uh, oh my God! Which takes us to that part of the storyline. This whole thing with Lee confronting Sheila, and I think you just said one of you guys just said it. I think it was Bree. How you claim that you're so afraid of this woman, you want to stay away from her, but you get up in her face. Why? And making the threats. Exactly. But you're so scared. But you're going to make the threats. Like, why don't you guys just file like a restraining order? Now you know where she's at. You know where she lives at. File a restraining order and call the day. And don't go to El mm-hmm. Giardino. Boom. Now, I will say Lee has his, um Lee hasn't necessarily displayed the same amount of fear that Steffi does. Like you saw how Steffi was like trembling at any little sound that may have like, you know, made a, you know, made its way thinking it was Sheila around the corner. But, um, so Lee hasn't been that bad with it, but I mean, she has shown, you know, they, a lot of them have shown like this fear of what Sheila is capable of. But like you said, but she goes over there and she confronts her. And I will tell you what, Whenever you can make Sheila a sympathetic character, you know, that's that's kind of a wow factor because I definitely was feeling for Sheila today. And, I, you know, usually you do not get that. But Lee was all something else today. She actually had me feeling sorry for Sheila. Uh, look, I'm on Lee's side. I love Lee. I... If somebody came and tried to unalive me and I come back for that and I look at this person and they're right in my eye socket free, oh yeah, we enemies for life. Yeah, <laughs> Trust and believe you have to stay on your P's and Q's and I'm going to make sure I give you a reason to go back to jail. And that's, and, and, and that's very smart of Lee, very smart of Lee. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more yeah. it's more effort than what, what Ridge, Finn, or or even Liam is doing to try to get Sheila out since they're so afraid and so scared. But yeah. it was a great scene. That just the way that she was messing with Sheila, and Sheila kept looking at all four of them knives. She's like, yes, I, yes, I loved how Sheila handled herself. Though I really do, I I love that she kept her composure. 
she knew, like she totally, I know what you're trying to do. So I actually loved both parts of it. I love that Lee kept pushing the envelope because this woman did try to kill her. Oh, I'm sorry, unalive her. She really did try to do that. And I liked how Lee just kept giving it to her and giving it to her. And Sheila did not budge. You know, she did not succumb to her innermost demons. But she was staring at them knives. <laughs> I was like, goodness. They showed a cutaway to them knives at least, what, three to four times? And I was like, oh, my God. Don't do it. Don't do it, Sheila. And she did it. So props to Sheila. Mm, I'm on the opposite side of this thing with Lee. First of all, you don't, if you want to start something, don't come up in somebody's business doing that. And I was hoping Deacon would tell her to get lost. You gonna have breaking glasses and can on. That's money out of my pocket. KO <laughs> KO butt. KO butt up out of here and don't attack this because I mean honestly, I understand what Lee was trying to do to mm-hmm. provoke her to do something so she could call the cops and get her put in jail. Yeah. You running a risk. You playing with fire. What if she had to pick that knife up and split your wig right between your eyes? Then you wouldn't be able to enjoy the fact that she was in jail. That's dumb. But she I was going to take that risk, though. And then, but you know what? She would have got away with it. Let me finish. And so that was the same thing that I was saying about Steffi in that alley. You, you cannot play with fire. Especially if you claim to be dealing with a psychopath and a creature and a monster and all this other stuff that you want to call it. You can't claim to do that and then want to cry foul when something happened. There's no reason, like I said, Steffi should have been in that alley in the first place when she gave you multiple times to get your butt up out of there. She didn't even know you was there in the first place. Your darn husband took a bullet in the belly for it. And then now you want to provoke this girl in somebody's business. Take that stuff outside. If I was Deacon, I would have kicked her out. Get up out of here with that nonsense. And maybe it's because I'm a She-Con fan, but it is what it is. And we may very well still get that, right? Because the episode ended, you know, he was just, they just kind of had the little stare look, and after she, um, she told Deacon, you know, he shouldn't be with her. And then they just went to the next scene. So maybe Monday we will get Deacon telling her to, to stay away from his business. That would be nice. And I'll make her pay for that glass she broke, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And for that plate of food she wasted. Exactly. And then she turned around and ate a meatball off her chin. It's like, God, she's and like, said the sauce was bitter like you. <laughs> Oh my god. That was yeah. a great scene. That was great. See this that's the that's the writing we like. Not exactly, but it's better than what we've been seeing. <laughs> I'm glad How many outtakes do you think they had when she pushed her face in the spaghetti? Say it again. I didn't hear the say it again, Jay. How many outtakes do you think they had when she put her face in the spaghetti? I'm I'm wondering. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I'm glad she held her composure. She's not going to tell her, I know what you're trying to do. I'm I'm not stupid. You're trying to provoke me, but I made a promise. 
Yep. And good for her. She's, I mean, she's at least trying. I mean, at least she gets a whole redemption. She gets a whole love storyline. And once again, Adam, nothing. True. She deserved an Emmy last year that she didn't get to. True. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> True that. Shoot, I'm a Kimberly Brown fan all the way. Um, yeah. Girl is, yeah. Tremendous What'd you say, Jay? Tremendous actress. Like, rather you, if a person makes you hate their character, that just shows you how good of a performer they are. Like, as much as you could hate Sheila, the actress herself, Kimberly Brown, is very talented. She's a tremendous actress. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, her personality off screen in her real life is, of course, nothing like Sheila, but she do some amazing adventures. Mm-hmm. They do off uh, off road and biking and fishing and hiking and she cooking stuff. Mm-hmm. You go, girl. I saw her on the live, like working on a car. Yeah, she do some of everything. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Lee, I'm telling you, I'm like, girl, you, uh, why do you want to do that? <laughs> you could have had a knife in your chest. She's the only she's she's the only one who's not scared to go to Sheila. Like she purposely went to that restaurant looking for Sheila. She no one else has been able to do that and then and then sit there and be like, hey, I'm 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 not afraid of you, Sheila. But this is why I like Lee is if there's anyone who cares to stand up to her, it would be that woman. And I hope they keep Lee around because she's the only one who chooses to put her foot down when it comes to certain things. Yep. 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 So we now have to move over to the other storyline with Thomas and Hope. Oh Lord. <laughs> the, good part, the good part or the bad part? What good part? Uh, the, the... Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Because earlier this week, <laughs> earlier this week, I think that was Monday's episode. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, good. That was fire. <laughs> that was fire. Especially when she put that thumb. The thumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she put that, th- she hooked that thumb in her mouth. I was not prepared to see all of that. I was like, how far is that going to go? Like, don't. Cause when he, okay. Yeah, because when he threw her against that table, and, and me and T talked about this, and she said some other people was thinking what I was thinking. I thought he was really about to bend that girl over that table when he, <laughs> when he pushed her to that table like that. Oh, my God. I'm like, Lord, are they really? Are they really? Here's the thing. When you, and correct me if I'm wrong, and it's Friday night and we got a bunch of grown folks in the chat. It's after Mm -hmm. 9 o'clock and it's 10 o'clock in some places. Usually, when when a woman tends to use a thumb or something in her mouth, you telling him what you want to do. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's just the indication of you see this thumb right here. This is yeah. what you can do. Yep. <laughs> so Thomas has this girl doing all of this, and the thing is, I I was very happy to hear what Finn said went through one ear out the other. Same thing with Brooke is saying goes through one ear out the other. 
because nobody can compete to what, what Thomas is doing for this girl. She's being turned inside out, upside down. She's she's showing all this lingerie. She has no problem mm-hmm. turning around, getting bent over. Like this is we've never seen this side to hope. And and the thing no, is, we we've never seen her do this with Liam at all. Mm-hmm. See, this is what happens when you're wide awake after getting out of that that horrible marriage for for God knows how long. How that boy Liam is vanilla, straight vanilla, and that boy Thomas is Neapolitan. He's swirl. <laughs> he's he's sherbet. He's all of it. He, you know what I mean? Like he is he is giving her the full Monty. I got a question. So I'm going back to this thumb action. Do you actually think in just say the parts that they don't show that she would give Thomas some head? Oh, you know she would. <laughs> and I think it was implied <laughs> and I think it was implied during that four day, 12 hour session as she was slinking back up towards oh, him. You know right. when she was on top of him? So that's I think it, right. I think those situations that can only be implied because it's daytime, but what was she doing down there to be slinking back up? So, you know, you, we put, you put your mind to work and you and you, you think and you assume. So, yeah, she definitely would. Yeah, okay. That's because, I mean... I think the gonna... difference is Liam is the guy that you don't really do that for. You know what I mean? Like, maybe on an anniversary <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> But with his Thomas, that's happening every time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She ain't, I, never put, she ain't never put none of Liam's fingers in her mouth throughout all the years together. She's been with Thomas for how long and she didn't put a finger and a thumb in her mouth. Now there were some people, some some fans that did not like that scene. I, I saw a bunch of green faces, a bunch of puke faces. Mm. You know, they did not. A bunch of conservatives. <laughs> they, Jay. they still watch. They still watch. They still cared enough to leave a comment. They can stop hating. Or actually, you know, they can watch back secretly, just like everybody else who keeps hating on Hope and Thomas and watch those scenes back. No one can deny that that chemistry is hot. I'm looking at the chemistry. I'm looking at like it's exciting and fun to see these two characters Ooh. go at it. Uh oh, what happened? What happened? Jasmine. Jasmine said Finn would be like, no, 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 you can't eat meat. <laughs> you can't eat meat, and she not either. That's what she told Liam. Now I'm told we some non-meat eaters in this household. Oh and this cabin here. No meat eating is allowed. <laughs> but but oh but, but, but in the the other week she was in the office with Thomas and he was trying to take her out to dinner or take her out to lunch. He's like, No, I'm hungry for something else. So mm-hmm. she got an appetite outside of any outside of Liam in that cabin, that's for sure though. <laughs> Man, listen, Liam probably would lose his mind if she did that. Because he probably <laughs> I'm not saying he. I don't, I, I don't think we've ever even seen any scenes with Hope and Steffi where they were coming up from downtown. Have we? Nope. Not nope. like we saw with Hope coming up from downtown on Thomas. Mm. Now, as I 
think back, there mm-hmm. are we see a lot of Liam coming up mm-hmm. and working his way back. <laughs> we see yeah. a lot of making that. him put that work. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Or maybe you know, maybe. Stephanie was Stephanie. You know, Stephanie was making him put that work in. She was in heaven. Uh, Brie, are you trying to say that Liam was getting slices of pie? I I think you know he had to highlight his best attribute. I don't know what other reason why these women are chasing <laughs> after were chasing after this van and then are completely happy with their spouse or completely happy at, with anything outside of Liam. Steffi don't want to leave Finn. Well, we'll get to that. If, if Sheila wasn't in the picture, she wouldn't want to leave that boy. Exactly. She wouldn't want to. It's like, how do you go from being asleep and then you are wide awake with Thomas and then you and then want to go back mm-hmm. to sleep again? Like, no. No, Liam cannot do any of that. So he highlighted his his best attribute, and that's okay. It worked for these girls for years, for for over a decade. But they mm-hmm. but they're on to bigger and better and and you know exciting things. Wait a minute, do you actually think Finn is a freak? No, I just think that he, <laughs> I, I I just think that he is doing far more than Liam for to keep Steffi happy. I don't know. You gotta remember, Finn is Sheila's son. Wait a minute. You crazy? You know, you got the little crazy cycle gene. You know what they say about crazy women? How good they are in bed. And you know she a freak anyway. On top of that, so he may he may got that freak gene. Jay, you know Sheila's giving the Glock Glock three thousand. So yes, you know she is. (laughs) So you know he might got that gene. He might got that freak gene. (laughs) why Deacon is about to throw his whole life away. Like, yes, sir. I ain't yeah, gonna yeah. let that girl go. He sure not. <laughs> he said, I can't let her go. Well, listen, as much as we enjoyed Monday's episode, we gotta talk about Friday's episode. We're hoping Thomas. Mm-hmm. That was... This, this is where she disappointed me. You know, I mean, she came in the door just using him to make her feel better. I don't want to talk about anything. All I want is this. And it's like, hold on. Can you say hello first? (laughs) I am not. I'm not surprised by this. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit more annoyed. The fact (laughs) like, girl, why are you crying in this man's mouth? Like, you can't pull yourself together. Like, yes, I understand the stuff that's going on with, with Sheila and Deacon, but it's something you can really change about that. This man is trying to show you love and infect, sorry, love and affection. And he's just, sorry, she's just crying in this man's mouth, like, love me, hold me. And then, and then this girl had the nerve to say, what if I never find the, the man that I'm supposed to be with anymore outside of Liam or some or paraphrasing? Girl, she said that... I said she find a love like the one she had in that marriage. And I'm like, are you crazy? The the boring marriage that she said that, that she, you know, was unhappy in and that she knew that she didn't have a hundred percent commitment from that man. That was the the you're trying to compare having another love to that? Make mm-hmm. that make sense. 
You were cheated on for over a decade. Any chance that Liam got, and then it was always a misunderstanding, or or he wakes up drunk, or, or someone took advantage. It, it's always something with Liam, but you kept taking him back, but you found happiness with that? I, I, okay. Oh, well, poor Thomas. Yes, still trying to deal with the demise of my marriage. Um, You were thinking about Thomas before that happened. There was a whole build-up. There was a mm-hmm. build-up to that. The fantasies. They acting like those didn't happen. Exactly. That's why she getting on my nerves today. It was a beautiful episode on Monday. But today, I'm like, no, she didn't. And then he's sitting up there like, I'll love you. I'll always love you. I'll always be here. I'm like, oh my God. And this girl is like, I don't know what love is and I don't know what I want and all this old kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. And then in the what? same breath saying, please tell me. I need to hear it. I, I need for you to tell me those words. I need to hear it. Uh-huh. Like, the trigger words, like we talked about last week. The trigger words. I'm like, yep. I'm like, that's what you needed to hear to, to get an awakening? That's it. That's the spot that, that Thomas is hitting. Uh, I am getting so tired of that, though. I need to hear you say it. At some point, I'm like, God damn it, I'm tired of saying it now. <laughs> How many times I got to tell you this? Right. But like Cheryl Hines said in the comment section, that's mimicking an emotional vampire. And because think about a vampire. And I, I mean, I hope, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but I can understand where she's coming from, because once the vampire, of course, are out of, I'm trying to see if I can say that word, um, uh, out of the fluid, they're on the hunt for more. Mm-hmm. And so once hope is drained from dealing with her dad, dealing with everything else in her life, she goes trying to get that fill up. Or that, and as they say, well, I don't, I wouldn't call her a narcissist, but narcissistic supply. You need that supply to get you going. You need that emotional energy from that other person to fill you up. And it's like, how long is that going to sustain you? You're going to be coming over there looking for a fill up for the next 30 years and look like pretty much, you know what it is. And I hate to say it, and I heard somebody else say it. He's pretty much a walking D-I-L-D-O for her. And she's putting it to good use. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the moment, it's just like if she was to come home by herself and like, oh my God, I had a rough day. Let me pull it out. That's what Thomas is. You know what? I had a rough day. This stuff going on. My dad, my Sheila Carter. I I need this. Let's pull it out. Like, what? Hold on. And I mean, I understand Thomas's dilemma, though, because if Bree came to me every day and she was telling me, you know, <laughs> I need to hear it and um, I need it, pull it out. I'm, I'm not going to tell her no. So, like, what does Thomas do in that situation? Hold on. Hold on. Was, uh, Bree, you all, you all right with that? Uh, wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, I gotta play referee right here. You know, uh, 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 
Just for example. Just for example. What you say? Just for example, I'm saying. I'm oh, saying that. Okay. Just for example. Bree, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? You know what? Oh I was wondering at what point having the both of you up here. And y'all been good all night. I mean, it is what well it's 1020 over here in Orlando. Um yeah, we're going we're definitely gonna play around and have fun with this. Now listen, Keisha is over there cracking up. <laughs> 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 now see I couldn't be hope I couldn't be making all these poor decisions like that you have them you keep crying about a man saying that he wants you and he and, and it only desires just you you have that the man who was obsessed with you clearly you like the obsession that that he had for you because you keep turning around on desks, you keep running behind on couches, you guys have covered every square inch of Forrester Creations at this point, and not to mention Thomas's house, so it's been what, a couple of months of them hooking up and it's like, why are you this emotional still, and you barely heard from Liam, except for the fact that you guys talked about uh, uh, <laughs> Beth's doll, and that was it, that was it hmm? Did you see Bridget Jackson comment, Bree? <laughs> Wait a minute. Jay Money, Bree needs a minute. <laughs> Y'all funny. Oh my goodness. I love this chat. I love all you guys. This is so sweet. <laughs> but mm. they, they just... I just, I didn't like, see, this is where I had a problem at. If she wanted to get away from Liam, okay, and said, look, I'm sick of the back and forth. I need a man who I know is going to be with me, only going to be for me, only going to want to love just me. I get that in Thomas. I want to explore that. Let me go explore that. Let me get out of this situation and then move forward. That's how they started out with this thing. Right, I know she was fantasizing, but when they had the dope week back in July, she was saying, I choose you. Remember, she said that, mm -hmm. and then they flipped the script like three weeks later because we, after that whole week, we didn't see dope for a while, and then they come back and turn this whole thing into some type of situation and that she's not sure, even though she was the one that got the divorce papers drawn up. Issue them telling Liam we're done. If you you don't want to work this out, cool. I don't want to work it out either. Here's the divorce papers. You need to sign it. I need to move on. And then I'm thinking like, okay, people were saying, hey, Thomas and Hope can be a power couple, or you know, Thomas and Hope can be this and that. And they turn this whole thing into a situation ship where he's pretty much the mannequin now. And she's the one that's just coming in there getting what she wants when she wanted and then put it down when she don't want it. And she can't be mad at when people <clears throat> call her a user, especially Taylor. That's why I'm hoping they keep Taylor on because she's probably mm -hmm. the only one who's really going to call Hope out on her stuff. Now you're going to have Brooke whose primary focus is to trash Thomas. That's it. Mm -hmm. no, mat no matter if he's in the scene or not just trash Thomas but 
she's not going to really be straight up and honest with Hope. Whereas Taylor will gladly flash that mirror. She'd be like, look, you, you should point out all signs of your mom right here, here, and here. And Hope can act tough, but Taylor's words, I will say, just the characters throughout the show, whenever Taylor speaks, those words hit. And, and that's why Brooke has always been irritated by Taylor, because Taylor's words hit a lot of truths, especially for Brooke, her family, her kids, everybody. And... It, I feel that that's why Taylor needs to stick around regarding this, this Hope and Thomas situation. Someone needs to get on Hope, especially regarding t with, uh, with Thomas's mental health. As much as they stress that he's been obsessed and that he's hinge and he could be dangerous and this, okay, then why don't you tell Hope to hop off of it for once and, and get her life together? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What you got, Jay? Yeah, um, the thing that's wild to me is like, I mean, the, the this this situation today, specifically for Friday, it wasn't even necessarily the Liam situation, right? Like, all of the emotion was over her dad. So, um, she she definitely was using him, um, to make herself feel better. Um, and it's funny because y'all brought up um y'all brought up Taylor and she might need to see Taylor herself as her therapist because I think she probably actually should benefit from seeing someone like she's a, she's an emotional wreck. Um, she has everybody telling her what she should be doing with her life. Her mother is incredibly intrusive. Um, you know what I mean? Like Brooks incessance on just keep telling her about, not being with Thomas. He's not the right one for you. Always in her ear. That's very problematic. Um, I don't think she could, she could ever get to a situation where she can make a choice until um, she either shuts Brooke down or maybe she perhaps does need to get the help so she can find some clarity. But she's definitely an emotional wreck. You know what this, the, the, the irritating part was this week? Brooke was more accepting of Deacon and Sheila than she is a Thomas. Still, yes, still, yes, still, that is that makes no sense. It's like, why are you so desperate to hate on this man who you've witnessed go to therapy? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. She keeps saying Thomas is dangerous. It's like yeah. he ain't did he ain't heard a fly in over a year. And he's working I'm at the office. Thank you. You see him every day. You're and shouldn't we and shouldn't we be over the point of her being surprised? Like when Hope opened the door earlier this week and she like slapped her hands, it's like, oh my god, you know she's she's seeing this man. So why are you going through all those dramatics? Like this ain't new. You she smelt the scent in that room when she walked in. She knew exactly what was going down. I think that she's a little mad that she just really doesn't be able to can't do it like she that she's not getting it. And, and she sees her mm -hmm. daughter. And I think she, she has always lived through her daughter. And maybe she feels a certain type of way of her daughter sleeping with Ridge's son. Because she's always mm -hmm. lived vicariously through her daughter, especially when it came to Liam. 
you know what? Maybe she's mad because her daughter is uh, one of her daughters is finally messing with a man she can't sleep with. Uh-huh. Because oh, she's known for sleeping with her daughter's men. And this is the one guy. Well, this is the one guy she can't sleep well, with. You know, the one, do- one the one man of her daughter she can't sleep with. Well, well, Jay Money, Jay Money, she actually Brooke did sleep with one of Hope's men, Oliver. Yes, she did. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. She can't do she can't mess with this one. So maybe that's why she's so angry. Because this is the one she can't sleep with. But she came close though. She did. Brooke came she close. Tried. They yeah, they were kissing that, and everything. Was Barry? Was Thomas Barry? is the one that got away from Brooke. <laughs> was it berries or mushrooms or something? I think it was yeah. berry. Yeah, it was berries, like purple berries or something. Mm-hmm. More purple. Mm-hmm. And but they this is when Thomas was had a crush on Brooke. And yeah. uh, that 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 was a whole thing. Like if they could revisit that, that would be really funny. But um I, I think they came close, but it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah that's right. Steffi manipulated the whole situation. But um, yeah, they, they came close to having that moment. So I, it might be the fact that it's Rich, Rich's son that she can't have. Mm-hmm. The one that got away. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Please. I I know you said it would be kind of fun, Brie. I don't want to see Brooke and Thomas. Oh, my. Mm-mm. Look, it's either Brooke and Thomas or Brooke and Liam. It's one of these things that I keep, I've, I've seen for years. It's like it's only a matter of time. Okay, I don't know what it is. Every time I hear or see Liam, I, I just cringe. <sighs> Me too. You know what? Let's move on to that part of the story. Oh my God! So we got Liam back this week. This week, and um, you know it, it's been pretty interesting because I've seen people on Facebook and some other places saying it's been pretty nice without Liam. Mm-hmm. Now, as much as Scott Clifton is a great actor, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, you know, hey, he got bills to pay too. He need work too. I still gotta say it was nice not having Liam, and I'm sorry, Liam fans, because I know they're out there. And he was back today, so the first interaction was between him and Thomas. It was a short one, and they 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 down they they fooled us again because in the spoilers they were saying there was going to be a face off between. Mm-hmm. There was it was like Thomas saying his piece, and then Liam ran out of there. It's the fact that this man made conversation with Thomas for for the longest. You've been like so gung ho about trying to protect hope from Thomas. Now that that you don't want her no more. Now all of a sudden this is Steffi's brother and you're trying to warm up to him. Please. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, it is. Please. This man really chatted up with him today. After all of the bitterness. After all of the accusations, all of the hate that he has spewed against this boy, he really came in that office and initiated a chat with him. Talking about Finn. And, then and he, what is Steffi? And then he turned around and say, "I want her back." And mm-hmm. and Thomas was looking at him like, "You want her back?" And she did. Go ahead. And, and Liam was looking for approval. He had a look of approval 
through trying to uh, trying to see if Thomas would be okay with it. He's trying to get good in with Steffi's brother. He's he's trying to warm his way in, and it's just so pitiful. Oh, look at Keisha says she yes. enjoyed. She says she enjoyed Liam today. She says she liked it when he's an outright scumbag because we rarely see that. She also said, "Y'all see how Thomas defended Finn, and we got Finn trashing Thomas." Yep. Yeah, he's speaking gospel, and then I saw that comment and said, "Yep, absolutely." Truth. Truth. He was defending that man, but he has no idea this man was trashing him. Yep. I would love to know if he if he would still defend him if he knew that. I I feel I feel Thomas would defend Finn over Liam any day, especially as hard as Liam has gone after Thomas. Mm-mm. I, I, but really, Bree? Because I don't know. Like, if he defends Finn over um over Liam, that and Liam doesn't get Steffi, that leaves Liam in the open again for hope. So that wouldn't necessarily be in his best interest. Well, I mean, it's not in his best interest now. I mean, she's she's flip flopping her emotions. Meanwhile, she's getting awakening from Thomas every chance that she gets. So she, so he's not gaining or losing. Well, he's gaining a lot, but he hasn't really gained a relationship that he wants with Hope. But I, I, I don't feel that Thomas would want Liam with either Hope or Steffi. Same, mm-hmm. same way Finn doesn't want Liam with Hope or Steffi. Yeah, well, all I know is he actually had the nerve to have a, a conversation with this dude when we had a whole past year of him coming up there talking crazy to that man. And now all of a sudden you didn't switch gears because you want Steffi. You sitting up there saying, Finn, he can't protect her, you know, and I want her back. And you know, I'm glad Thomas realized what he was saying trying to just just oh just such a i hate i cannot stand land of a lake and then the fact that little that little bit at the end like oh, oh make sure make sure hope gets this for from our daughter oh really okay so you're perfectly fine with with thomas handing things to hope the same the same man you wanted her to stay away from like i i, I do not this whole switch of this is why we do not like the Liam character sometimes. Not to say he doesn't hit on some points, but this is the flip flopping Waffle House King type of mess that we don't like to see with with Liam because it's so cringy and, and it's so it's so sophomoric. Like he's almost pushing forty. Like he should be far farther than this. But but oh well. He has complete tunnel vision on Steffi right now. And um, that little phone call at the end. Well, and, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we not there yet? <laughs> Pace yourself. Pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, we got to close up this whole thing with Thomas and, and, uh, and, and Liam before we, because that's the final piece right there. Because other than that, that'll be the last thing for this week. But um, go ahead and were you finished with the whole thing, Jay, with uh, uh, Thomas and, and Liam? Yeah. So, yeah, I was just, it was just completely 
so weird to see, you know, as we were saying, after all of the things he said about this man, after all of the things he's accused him of and wanted him away from hope, the fact that he was so comfortable just chatting it up with him, yeah. talking about Finn, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was like he was talking to him like he talks with Wyatt. That's the vibes I was getting. It was like him venting to Wyatt like he always does. He was doing it with exactly. Thomas. Exactly. And agree. it just threw me off. Yeah, it was just completely weird. Yeah. And I was the whole time I was wishing Thomas would have just said, Man, you know I had my thumb in Hope's mouth last night, bro. Like Ooh. I just wish he would have said you know <laughs> <laughs> I know they you know they not doing that, but that's all I was thinking about. Like, bro, you sitting here chatting up with this guy and he had he had hope in his office, that very office that you're standing there right now. You know, had his thumb in I'm surprised that Thomas didn't tell when Hope came in there later talking about her crazy marriage and all that stuff. I'm surprised Thomas didn't say, you know, Liam was here and he actually was looking for Steffi. That could have probably put the nail in that whole thing, but he didn't say nothing. I mean, he barely had time to breathe before she shoved her tongue down his mouth. But I was, I did think about that too. <laughs> I did think about that too. All right, then let's roll on over to when Liam decides to hightail it out of Forrester and go over to that hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, Ridge was there first. Oh yeah, he was. What did y'all think about how Ridge showed up over there telling him to tell Steffi about Sheikin? Well, I was happy that he went to the hospital so he can get his head examined because because it because it made no sense for him to pull up out a force or just to go to this man's shop. How many people are going to continue to bother Finn about Sheila and and expect him to make miracles? So it, it's like you it's like you guys either want him to just commit, you know, unaliving a Sheila or. Just like Finn said, leave it alone because there's nothing much he can do. I mean, he had Ridge had the whole FBI. Ridge had the whole FBI and mad because Finn can't do nothing. I I, I do not understand what Pinecone Poppy had any business going to that hospital except to get his head examined and get a transplant of a brain of his own to get some sense, please. A a a um Dewan is funny. He said he had Hope's thumb in his mouth last. Oh. <laughs> I see you, Dewan. <laughs> Y'all crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness, my chat, my chat, my and my moderators. Oh my god, y'all crazy. Um, yeah, I gotta say though, I gotta give it to Ridge allowing Finn to have the space to to do that because he was like, look. You need to talk to her because it needs to come from you. And he left. He didn't pressure him. He didn't say you're a horrible person and how dare you haven't told. He wasn't happy that he hadn't talked to Steffi about it yet. And Finn said, well, I don't want to scare her because then that'll make her not want to come back to L.A. even more. And he was like, okay, I understand that, but when you, you got to tell him, you got to be the one to do it. So, and he left. So I was like, okay, well, he didn't really give him a hard time about it. But mm-hmm. what, oh, what was your take on it, Bree? Did you get your two cents in on Ridge? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, uh, yeah, that? yeah. Okay, okay. Get his then Liam, Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. He sure does. Jay, did you say all you need to say about Ridge? Um, no, I didn't speak on the Ridge thing yet, but I agree with you. Um, it was, you know, it was it was good that he went to him and told him how he felt and told him, hey, it does need to come from you. He gave them, he, you know, it was it was a nice blend of, you know, kind of giving him the nudge, like, hey, you need to talk to her and tell her this as soon as possible. But he was also fair enough, you know, that being the key word, he was fair enough to give him the time to do it. Um, so, yeah, I thought that one was okay. Like, I, I mean, he hasn't been talking to Finn in the most respectful of ways um, lately, but th- that one was, you know, that one was a, a decent conversation he had with him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But then look who sashayed through the door, a little puke himself. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my thing is, don't you got a job? Really? <laughs> and he, he had time to go all the way to Forest Secretions to bring a, a little baby that he could have dropped off at the cabin or with the babysitter with Donna, anybody. And then he had mm-hmm. time to go all the way to the hospital to bother this man and ask him the same question and got the same result. Like he's trying so desperately to 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 cause an issue, and he feels that he's innocent about it. And it's, I don't understand, like, why these women chased this man for over a decade. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. And he showed exactly why he is indeed the little puke that Finn calls him. Did you see how antagonistic he was from the jump? Just, uh, you know, just how petty he was when he came into, because if you remember, when he came into the office, there was like a nurse there telling Finn that he needed to see someone. And then Leo came in talking about something. Oh, I'll make sure to tell her on my way out as well. Like, man, please. Like, what? Are you serious? Like, so he came in there with an attitude, with a, you know, with a little nasty attitude from the jump. And then um, I'm going to let y'all speak on the, the last part before I say something about it. But yeah, I just did not like his whole vibe the second he walked through the door. I don't even understand how Liam got past the, you know how when you go into a hospital, there's a front desk that you need an actual visitor's pass for? How did Mm -hmm. you get past the front desk and the nurse's station to go into the physician's personal office? And I know this is a joke, but it's just like, dude, how did you even get this far? I can understand Ridge, that's his father-in-law, but your girl, your wife's ex-husband can walk up and... <laughs> well, what's the last name, isn't it? If I'm correct, didn't Bill, like, donate a whole wing to that hospital? I don't... Is is Finn working in that wing? I'm not sure. Even oh. sealed, like, Liam has no business worrying about another man and his wife. And what's going on with it? It had nothing to do with him at all. Nope. At nope. all. He didn't even mention none of the kids. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. And they really set him up to be a villain because, like, you saw how he looked at the pictures and talking to the pictures. We were married once and we can be married again or whatever the hell he said. I'm like, dude, really? Oh, I hate that dude. I swear. I just hate him. I hope Scott Clifton becomes a villain. I've always wanted to see him go into full villain mode versus his 
sort of good boy. I have to. That, that, yeah. that, that blurred line. I hate that. I want him to be full-on villain. I actually want him to be more like his dad. Yes. I was just about to say that. Tap into his inner bill. Well, he he definitely has the acting chops to go there. You know what? Maybe that will happen because Wyatt was more like Bill. Now that Wyatt is no longer on screen, maybe mm-hmm. he'll push Liam into that direction now. I feel like Wyatt was more like Bill as far as shadiness. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you, you, because you remember that whole deal where um, when he was working with Hope years ago, it was something about like a watch. Mm-hmm. Or do you know but it was he had it was like somebody he was trying to steal, he had stole something, and so when it comes to shadiness, Wyatt definitely um was like Bill. But I I think Liam, in particular Scott Clifton, he can tap into that that true villainy side, like you know, doing whatever it takes to get what he wants. And I can see him being so obsessed with getting Steffi back that he taps into that dark side that Bill has always wanted him to tap into. Yeah, my thing is, he's sitting up in there telling this man, you can't protect Steffi. And it's like, they put it, and who was that that said that in the comment? Um, Jenna, how she's sick of people trying to pressure Finn about Sheila. What is he, what do you think that Finn can do? Especially now, that Deacon has a stake in this as well because Deacon is now in a relationship with her. Ain't nothing Finn can do. If that girl want to stay with her man, because that's what it is, she won't stay with, she call him daddy. Mm -hmm. She want to stay with daddy, she ain't going nowhere. And Deacon is throwing his weight around because he's letting, you saw him last week, that man is letting it be known, I got a black belt in karate now. So (laughs) you try to cup of tea with my woman. Exactly. You're going to get these roundhouse kicks, my boy. <laughs> so that's with me now. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously. Um, but then what made it worse after, and see, this is where Finn is just sometimes I'm like, are you thinking? You should have walked that man to the door. Why would you leave Liam standing in your office? Why? It's I'll even go back before that. When when Liam was trying to see if Santa even told Steffi about, about Deacon and Sheila, did, that, did you see the little happy dance that he did? He's like, oh, you didn't tell her yet? You haven't told her? Like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, what are, what are you going to do about that? I mean, eventually she's going to need to know. She's got to find out some way. I mean, just like a child. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Just it's all hell just to just to just tell Seffy that piece of information. This is desperate. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is after when he left out of that office and Liam is sitting around watching pictures and whatnot on his desk, he gonna turn around and say, Screw it. I'm gonna call her anyway. And then sitting up there saying, Well, um, I um I can tell you and yeah, it's about Sheila and Deacon, they're an item and your husband didn't want it. He purposely didn't want to tell you about it. He's keeping it from you. I'm going to need you to come back home to me and not to him. I'm sitting up there like, man, give me a four by four. This is, this is so lame. Like, lame and desperate. Like, this is how low you had to stoop. I mean, 
I'm actually kind of happy that Pope is getting out of this marriage. I see what she actually had to deal with. We see, we witnessed what she had to deal with. That's why mm-hmm. she was so that's she was so happy when she got with Thomas. Like she just had to cheat in Italy <laughs> and, and get with Thomas. And and she really hasn't mentioned much of Liam since then. And we see why. Because he's lame like this. This is this is terrible. Who, what grown man does that? And didn't even mention his kids at all. Didn't even mention mm-hmm. Kelly, uh, protecting the kids, yeah. nothing. It was Steffi. Just just thinking with the, the one man that he that he's loyal to. Mm-hmm. Didn't even ask how the kids. And how about the utter disrespect to make that phone call in his office? Like, you know what I mean? Like, snitching on this dude making him look bad, and you're in his office while you're doing it. Then he had the nerve to even say, yeah, I thought about this for about two seconds. And um, he literally said those words. I thought about this for about two seconds, and I decided to tell you. And then he still like he still has no balls. The way he threw it, that part in at the end, come on to me. Okay, bye. And then hung up. Like, man, come on, bro. That was so weak. Like, if she falls for that crap, if she actually like pays attention to that, he just quickly said, "Come over to me," and then hung up. Hell no, man! That's that was so weak. Yeah, I'm looking at the comment section. She, they, uh, Melissa Spencer said, "Did you see at the end after Liam hung up the phone, he looked at Steffi's picture and said, we were married once. We can do it again.' Mm-hmm. He's a brat. Yeah. He's an absolute brat, you know, and." What I'm hoping for, because it left us with a cliffhanger, I'm hoping that the the writers didn't drop the ball on this, but I don't think they're going to do it. With us having a cliffhanger with Liam still in his office, I would hope Finn come back in there or even overheard him saying in there, he needs to come close. That might be my flip the strip. Um, You need to come in there close and catch Liam in there saying what he said, close that door and wear him out. Yes. See, I actually thought we were going to see a punch come flying across the screen. That's what I thought we were going to see. Like, he had overheard it, and then you just see his fist thwop, just hit him in the face. Oh, we would have loved to have seen that. I would have, I would love that, that alley back there. I don't, not the same one they got shot in. Mm-hmm. Alley have Thomas and Finn come and take him back there and wear him out. Yes. Allie and Finn. Who? What? What'd you say, Bree? You said Allie and Finn. It kind of no, broke up on my him in the alley. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, and Finn and Thomas wear his butt out. Yep. My goodness. It's, there's so many missed opportunities. You remember that fight? You remember that fight between um, Reese and Deacon? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was a good fight. That fight was bloody. Yes, it was. Man. That boy Deacon kicked that hole in the raw, and Reese was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, may have, I may have made a mistake. And then Deacon had to dismiss him to win. He just like, I'll just take it. Let me look. Yeah, because he saw Brooke come in and he knew he would get her sympathy. She was like, so, typically, that's smart. Yeah. She was like, oh, but don't he, hurt, Rich. Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, my precious Rich. 
<laughs> no, no, no. She came in there for Deacon. That's why Deacon. That's why Deacon oh, took the fall. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> that's right. He took the fall, and then she came in there. Rich, why? Why would you do this? And she was like, and then Deacon was looking like, but um, yeah. When he kicked that hole in the wall, that boy Rich was like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, I may have made a mistake. I gotta, I gotta say, even Sean Canon off screen, that's what he does. Yes, he, yes, he that's his background. Yeah, he do that for real, for real. Mm -hmm. don't, don't be playing with him. And if I was Sheila, I would just sit back in my soft girl era and do, let him take care of that. <laughs> 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 Yo, I will say, I did. I did think it was funny as hell after Deacon did tell Finn, you know, I've got a black belt in karate. And then Finn said, what are you going to do? Protect her with your nunchucks? <laughs> God. That had me rolling a little bit. Hey, Bree, why'd you laugh when I said that? Because <laughs> that makes perfect sense. She really I mean, is in her soft girl air. She's like, I'll, I'll yeah. wait table. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be mm -hmm. at, I'll be at home for you. I haven't even I'll thought of any crimes. Day. Like she's really in her soft girl. She found a, her daddy. She found a man who took care she of her. Really got her out of jail, out of criminal charges. He did what foresters can't do. Mm -hmm. Gave her a place to stay. Kept her out of jail. Yeah, she definitely playing soft girl right and now. You can't forget that he's blowing her back out too, girl. Mm -hmm. All of the above. The thing is, is that with him, and he got martial art experience and all of that, girl, you ain't got to do nothing. Let him handle the business. Yeah, you know, he got a strong back doing all that martial arts, so <laughs> he's taking care of that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> curious with him throwing because that would really get her going if Deacon was to throw Lee out. Like, don't come up in here messing with her. You don't put you don't you don't put my fiance's face in a plate of salt and throw glass in my restaurant. Get out of here, girl. Are, are we gonna be getting a, what you, Go ahead. Are we gonna be getting a Sheila and Deacon shower scene because you know she's gonna have to go wash that spaghetti um, off her face. So mm. maybe he takes her back to the you know to the apartment to help her clean up. What you put in the? Uh, yeah, I mean that's possible. Wait a minute, what's she say? Um, Bree. Oh yeah, I asked if you guys had any nicknames for Liam because I was really trying to think. I called this man everything but his name. Sometimes <laughs> I was curious okay. if they had their own nicknames for him. I know some people call him lame. Some people just call him that. Um. Waffle Boy is one I've heard. Butters, that's why I call them Land of the Lakes. Um, butters, why is the butters? Y'all got to give me the, re the 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 reason for butters. Because everything is a misunderstanding. Everything is slips out of his fingers. Everything just happens to him. So if if that's the case, and you just plain old butter, and you're a margarine, you just mm -hmm. sit there until we decide to use you. But. Okay. Hope decided she's tired of Land of O'Lakes and she said, I'm going to put hot sauce on all my stuff going forward. I say, I put that ish on everything. Which she's letting Thomas do. He's letting, she's letting him put her on everything on a okay. desk, I got on a, a couch. Question. I got a question. 
because this is the one part we didn't talk about, the conversation between uh, Sheila and Deacon where he tried to put her in control. So when he told her, I'm going to need you not to go after your son anymore. I put everything on the line for you. I need you to do what you're supposed to do now. What did y'all think about that? Because I was wondering if Sheila was going to be able to handle that. Sheila has pretty much been a free spirit, do what she wants. Now she got Deacon pretty much telling her what to do, trying to keep her on lockdown. She got no choice. He got her out of jail. I mean, he got her out of facing charges and he still has that same connection with that judge. So she goes out of line and he risks everything for her to mess it up. He going to throw her right back in jail. I feel like that's something that he can say. That's why, that's why he feels that he can control her and that no one else would have anything to worry about because as long as she has her freedom, she going to mind her peace and her cues. She owes Deacon. Yeah, that's true. And she um, really, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Jay. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say my thoughts was in the, uh, my thoughts on it was um, that was something that definitely needed to be said by him. But if you notice, Sheila is very smart. Um, she never committed and and, and said it. And if you notice, um, he because he said it the first time around, and then she gave him some kind of you know end around answer, and then he told her he's like no. I'm going to need you to say you're going to stay away from Finn. And then she still did a little end around bias. She says, I just want to live a peaceful life. She gave him that spiel, but she never said the words, okay, I will stay away from Finn. And after she said her, I just want to live a peaceful life. And she walked away. You saw him like kind of threw his hands up in the air and had like this exasperated face. Cause even he knows she has, she didn't really say what she wanted, but he wanted her to say, so he's still going to be, you know, on pins and needles wondering if she's going to be going to try to see Finn and if she can stay away because she never did really commit to saying the words, okay, I will stay away from it. And he knows she did it. Mm-hmm. So how do you, do you guys think that this can last? Do you think she'll, she'll stay put for a while? I think she will for a while. I think they're going to continue down this path. Like what happened? I don't think it'll be to to the extremes of what Lee did, but it's going to be more interactions like that. People going to Ildredino's, giving her their two cents, you know, um, you know, so I think we'll see, like, I think throughout the months, we'll see different people. We'll probably see Bill. We'll probably see, you know, Katie and Carter. We'll see Brooke, people going to Ildredino just to give her a piece of their mind, you know? So I think she'll be dealing with that and she'll do good for a while. Um, the Finn thing is the wild card. I think she'll be able to keep her cool with everything else. I don't know yet if she'll be able to stay away from Finn or stop trying with Finn, but I think she'll be able to keep her cool with everybody else in town that tries to go over there and tries to provoke her. Finn got his hands full with Liam. I think when Finn said, I think, Today's episode kind of solidify it. He's done all he can do. There's nothing much that he can do going forward. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to move. They're going to try to break him away from Sheila a little bit. Because when Steffi comes back, he has to deal with the fact that he has a whole... Uh, a succubus, a scumbag, or whatever you want to call him, going after his wife. A puke. Uh, 
do nothing. Did you say a succubus? A succubus. <laughs> anything. He's he's not this worth it. But he but Finn has to deal with him in order to try to make sure he keeps his marriage intact. So he'll be busy with that. So I think Sheila's gonna be in her soft girl era and is kind of just taking some constructive criticism along the way, but I think she'll be okay. Yeah, I agree with both you guys, especially what Jay Money said. That they're going to one by one come up there. Brooke is probably going to be next. She was the one that antagonized Sheila, which, of course, Sheila retaliated with switching the wine bottles with alcoholic versus non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, because she come up there talking about you would never have a place in Steffi's life. This is my family. You need to stay away. You, you know, I'll make sure I won't allow it. And all this whole kind of stuff, and Sheila retaliated, which is the whole. Well, I said, "Bet have a drink." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, the other thing is, I don't understand. I could see why she, Steffi might be upset, even, um, you know, Finn. Why is Carter upset? Have Sheila ever came after Carter? Hell no. <laughs> I was. I was mad about that too. Like, man, please. You don't have to take on all of this, all of Ridge's problems. Like, you really looking like an errand boy. You taking on all his problems now too? I mean, and then the other thing, has Sheila came after Hope? Nope. No. Not at all. She was really nice to Hope when she had them glasses and that red wig on. She ain't did nothing to Hope. I mean, all these people are so frightened of her, and I can understand the bullet in the belly, you know, Steffi, out of all people, I get it, right? But all these other, Katie, she ain't never came after you. What are you talking about? It, it was just very weird and misplaced. Like, I love Carter. He's a great character. Love him dearly, but Hope wanted to talk about the budget for her line, and he stops because he's frustrated the fact that 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 Sheila and Deacon are together. If that's, it's just weird writing. And, and what kills me is the guy who plays Carter is also part of the writing team. Oh, sure is. He sure is. And I hate to point that out, but like. I don't know. I I just I there's such a blurred line, and since like the writers right, maybe they're just trying to put the pieces together, let some of these certain storylines kind of fizzle out, so they can put the the different ones in or better. You know, I don't know. It, it's just weird. That was just that was very weird. Yeah, it's like all these outside, I guess, extenuating people that's part of the show is all afraid of what Sheila can do. And it's like, she never came after you a day in your life. The only people she really had problems with is Brooke and Steffi. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Dewan, yes. Sheila has, uh, she has shot Brooke, Taylor. Uh, she has, she's, she's done a lot. Um, but she has what uh, twenty lives, so she's she's taken over B and B and Y and R. So she's she's got a lot of people. But yeah, she shot Brooke and Taylor and and a lot of people kidnapped Thomas. Uh, just didn't she shoot Stephanie too? Yes, yeah. sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie always says you shot my you shot my. Didn't she say you shot my mother and my grandmother? So she saw yep. Taylor too, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I could, like I said, I could understand 
you know, Brooke and even Steffi Finn, you know, because they had direct impact with them. And of course, the other reason is because, you know, she's married to Finn and Finn is, you know, his biological, her biological son. But the rest of these people like Carter and Katie and stuff like that, it's like Sheila ain't thinking about y'all. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near it. it, 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 it it's just so misplaced, and I don't understand it. Like, if she's so dangerous, then get a restraining order and call it a day. I mean, you you guys literally had her in jail, took her out to try to put her back in, and then mad that she's out. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like I said, for Hope to react like this, she's never done anything to Hope. Um, like, and I've never, and I've never recalled Hope having any animosity towards Quinn. And you, if you remember, Quinn did a lot of things to Liam. Remember, she used to mess with him all the time. So where were, you've never showed any of that kind of feelings or animosity towards Quinn. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, oh, my God, we had a lot of moving parts to this particular uh, week for the Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, I, Young and the Restless was pretty interesting, but... Um, bold was yeah, especially with Liam coming back today. Oh my gosh, they gave him an episode by himself. <laughs> I mean, what not by, but him coming back. He was primarily most of today's episode with that whole thing with Thomas and him and him and Finn. Mm -hmm. Like I said, and and Allie plus the two of them, wear his butt out. Mm -hmm. And maybe he'll go sit down somewhere. Maybe, unless Steffi feels sympathy, Steffi and Hope feel sympathy for him. Hopefully, that wouldn't be the case. Not in time to tell Hope he was over there talking about something he wanted Steffi. Hope better not have no sympathy for him then. Mm -hmm. You're right about that. All right, you guys, let's go into these last two segments. We have been on officially three hours. And then we're going to go ahead and close up the show. This was a good one. We had a lot of fun today. All right. So um, we're going to do our flip the script segment. So pick one. If there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, flip the script. So who's going first? I'll let you go first, Bree. Uh, okay. Um, the only one I can really think of was... Before Phyllis left Tucker's room, I wish she had planted a bug in Audra, Audra's purse or something, so she can kind of stack the deck. So if she wanted to work with Tucker, she and try to get some leverage. She can. She wanted to get some Jack, some leverage from Jack. She can, and Audra would be the key to do that. Okay, what you got, Jay? Um, I'll flip the script. Probably would have been um, when Hope was talking to Deacon and telling him. How wrong oh, it was. We talking about Young and the Restless. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> young and the Restless. Um, no young and the Restless. My flip the script would have been for um, for Nikki not to be acting so shocked and appalled when she had already knew Victor told her what he was about to do. Uh, that kind of really irked me that she acted that way. So that would have been my flip the script for her. Not to uh, not to act so shocked and appalled by what Victor did, and for her not to actually come down so hard on Adam when he was just simply trying to show some concern for his father. Mm 
Yeah, my flip the script would have been um, Adam telling Sally to get my number, and then um, <laughs> Adam telling Nikki, I understand that you don't trust me, but you need to stop talking to me like you're crazy. <laughs> For sure. I mean, seriously. Okay, so now we got both. What you got, Bree? Um, <laughs> actually, um, before uh, Liam left and said, like, told Thomas, Hey, when you see Hope, make sure you give her this bear. I wish Thomas would be like, Oh, I'll be seeing her, I'll be seeing all sides of her very short. Um, I flipped the script on um, bold. I know she couldn't do anything, but I would have loved to have seen Sheila maybe do a little something back to Lee, like throw throw some of the spaghetti in her face or something. Um, I am proud of her that she kept her composure, but you know I would have liked to have seen like maybe a dynasty type of cat fight or something, like taking it back to the classic cat fights of of soaps past. So that would have been my flip. Okay. Um. My flip would have been the moment that Liam walked into Finn's office. He threw him out. Now I ain't got no. You ain't got nothing to say to me. Get. I'm calling security. You ain't supposed to be up here anyway. Throw him out. I mean, he just sashay in there. You had a whole conversation with this dude. Why? There's nothing for the two of you to talk about. You already know this man is after your marriage. What do you want to come in here and talk about? Nothing get out. And then when he left, he should have walked him out of his office and closed the door. Why would you leave that man in your office? Plus, this is a hospital. It's PHI everywhere. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, she he should have walked him out, kicked him out in the beginning, and then when he left, he should have walked him out. But that's my, my take. Y'all got anything else? I I think that's all the flipping that we can do. The, the, we need some, we need flipping of the scripts and the writing as well. <laughs> I mean, we got all the flip we can handle when Thomas flipped Hope around and leaned her on that desk. Man, Jay, I'm telling you, I remember messaging you this week. I'm like, did you see that? I thought, sure. But I know that would have been too much for daytime TV. Oh, my God. They would have got some complaints. They, would have they, would have. It, they already had the thumb sucking and then the turn around. Yeah, they, they couldn't push it too, too far. They gave us mm -hmm. enough, though. They gave, they, they, yeah, been, they, they know how far to push it with us. Uh -huh. Listen, and the, uh, the, the force of her hit, I, I thought, I'm like, Annika, catch the desk, girl. Because he pushed, when he flipped her over, she went flying. She stumbled. She did stumble. I was like, girl. <laughs> Is he all right? <laughs> I'm like, dang. What's up? What's what's his uh fiance name? Um, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Brittany. She getting tossed around. <laughs> yeah. She gonna have a happy marriage, a great marriage. If 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 J Matt is anything like the energy he puts into these scenes. Oh yeah, she's a happy woman. And that boy bitches like 350 to 395. So you know he carrying her all around. Oh, light work. Yeah, light work. 
Mm-hmm. They be in church during the day, and when them doors close, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you guys. This was a good one, as usual. Thank you, Bree and Jay Money, for filling in tonight for Trish and Keisha. And Keisha still been, even though she's down in in Florida right now, she's been in the chat, chatting it up. No take a seat, T? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, we have to take a seat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so on Young and the Restless, who's taking a seat? Uh, Victor. Uh. How, how just the way he's going about it is so pitiful. Like, if you don't trust your kids, then fire your kids and get them out. Mm-hmm. It, it's really that simple, but oh, wow. Well. And which who's who you got taking seats? Uh, and for me, it's Victor's wife, Nikki. The way she came at Adam today, she definitely needs to take a seat. This man was showing the same concern, and he brought up a lot of this stuff to the attention of them. But yeah, you want to you want to tell him? She literally said the words. She don't even think he really care about what's happening to Victor. So for her to come at him like that when he's been the one that's brought up the concerns and told them, if he didn't care, he wouldn't have told them. So Nikki could definitely take a seat for the way she was talking and treating Adam. I totally agree with that. Oh, God, I was not happy with Nikki this week. Um, For Young and the Restless taking a seat for me is, is Sally. That whole... You in my head, but I don't. I but I want you to not talk to me, girl. Listen, go over there, sit down, get your head on straight, and maybe Adam might want to be with you. But obviously, they will be together next week. But yeah, Sally needs to take a seat. Um, what you got for bold? Uh, well, the only one who assumed the position on Friday would be Liam. Um. He put him on Spirit, put him on Spirit Airlines, and I want him to take a long, like, multi-trip just anywhere outside of Los Angeles and just leave Finn alone, please. All right. Yep, I agree. Go ahead, Jay. That's a repeat for me. Liam can take a big old seat today, that little puke punk. Waffle Boy can definitely take a seat after the mess he pulled today. Mm-hmm. My take a seat is Deacon telling Lee to go take a seat outside on the street bench somewhere and get the heck out of my restaurant. I mean, I just, I, I ain't like that at all. I know people enjoyed Lee's and, you know, today, and I know Bree did too. I was like, girl, how you... Well, you're just going to show up and provoke the situation and then end up putting that whole spaghetti, I call it spaghetti, bolognese or whatever. Yeah, bolognese, bolognese. Yeah, but yeah, I would have had Deacon tell her to go take a seat outside and by the way, pay for that glass too that you broke. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I was not feeling lead today. Yeah, you don't be coming over there breaking property. He could have got you for that. Destroying property. Mm-hmm. And you would have been the one paying a fine, because he could definitely do that. But yeah, that's my take a seat for um, yeah, with Lee. Girl, go sit down somewhere. All right. Did I miss anything? Did I get everything? 
I think you got it all. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Okay. So um, I know I did the the early spoilers for the Young and the Restless. Um, Cricket coming back. Um, Adam and Sally making love next week, which we circle back here. Let's hope it's not like the last time. Yeah, uh, it better be better. Listen, they better give Thomas and Hope a run for their money. Don't give us no cheap scenes, okay, Young and the Restless? Don't play with it. If you're going to try to sell Adam and Sally once again, make it good. Exactly, because mm-hmm. Hope and Thomas are the new standard now. Exactly. Yes, you got to meet the bar. And I mean, Adam can get a little a little energized, too. I've seen him, you know, years mm-hmm. back, so you know, hopefully Mark bring, and especially I think they're still dating now, you know, bring the realisticness into it, if you want to. Um, What else is going on next week? Um, Oh, yeah, and then Nick confront Victor about faking. Mm-hmm. That's happening, too. Uh, Bold, the diagnosis come out for Eric. And what else is going on? Something else is happening next week. They've been they gave us a few breadcrumbs, but you know, I, I'll get the full spoilers out on Sunday like I usually do. To um, you know, and then of course the promo, hopefully they get it out on time. But yeah, and then Eric and Ridge sharing a moment as the fashion showdown begin on you know, the end of the next week. RJ is emotional when Eric discloses his di- his prognosis. So we got a lot of emotional stuff going on with Eric next week. So yeah. what'd you say? I said yeah, that sounds like it's gonna be like a big emotional week with all of that. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. I as much as I don't fancy those types of storylines, I just don't, you know, but hey, hopefully they won't make it as sad as it look like it's going to be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Did you have anything else for you? No. Oh, this. Thank you, guys. Be sure to hit like and subscribe on the road to 10,000, please. Thank you very much. You got anything else, Jay? Yeah, just a little bit more. Now. Everybody had a blast with y'all today. Chat was great as usual. And yeah, like and subscribe. Let's get her to her 10K. All right. Thank you guys so much. And uh, again, stay tuned for the spoilers for this upcoming week. And hopefully if I can get some insight on the um, November sweeps, which hopefully we will, we'll start getting the details about that. We'll definitely, I'll definitely have some videos about that as well. So, all right, you guys, until next time, we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms 
such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.